This is The Extra Sheep, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast, hosted by myself, Socraton, along with Beal and Sir Nevels. Welcome into the Virtual Town Center Studios. Spooky time is here. How's it going? What's going on? What's going on? Guys, can we talk about the biome first and foremost? The new biome and the, the spooky, yeah. so spooktacularness uh, that's going on. I think it is the best. The best. I mean, after having, I mean, because everyone remembers the uh, the horrible enchanted grove, right? See, dude, I didn't mind it that much, but a lot of people didn't like it. I get I mean, it. I liked but, uh, it, but my eyes wanted to bleed. So, yeah, it was different. It was different for sure. I liked it, but, but it wasn't it was, that bad. No, but this one though, this the, the this what, what's, what's the official? I, I just call it spooky biome. I just call it spooky time. What is it actually <laughs> called? Uh, that's a good. Let me. I, I got. I got. Yeah, let me see something. Something Grove, right? It was some Grove. One second there. You're right. Well, it's enchanted Grove. Good I think question. it's the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Maybe mixing them up. Let me check. Because honestly, they forget the biome. Oh, uh, Hollow's Hearth. Hollow's Hearth. Okay. Hollow's Hearth. Yeah. Dude, yeah, okay. It's such That's a good song, right? It's so good. It's such... I, I like it, too. I love it. It. It's... Yeah. Perfectly it, it, it on thing. Perfectly on thing. Reminds me of playing the undead as a in Warcraft three because like around your base like the trees would die as your base grew and like expanded out. Oh, um, interesting. Like it would turn like all the branches would be dead and stuff, and it would be like nighttime around your base. It reminds me kind of like that, uh, but I'm having issues. I don't know. I think it's too dark for me. Really, oh, I love that. I love that. See, I love that it's so dark. I, I, I'm the kind of guy who I have like everything I have is on dark mode. Everything I do, like I, I, oh, I like, yeah, my phone's on dark mode. Everything Reddit's on, everything's on dark mode. Anyone who doesn't do that, yeah, I, I just don't be. understand. Like everything for me yeah. is like make the screen as dark as possible. Uh, yeah, everything is dark. So mode. I, I love it. I, I really love it. I love the pumpkins in the sacred site. I just it's so it's so fun and thematic and topical. It makes me hope that they do one for Christmas time as well. So I'm like having trouble. Like discerning between what's a woodline and what's a sacred forest. Uh, sorry, sacred a stealth forest. forest. Yeah, mm. stealth forest. Because um, like the actual woodlines, there's leaves on the ground, mm. like orange leaves, and like the orange sort of base was the signifier for like, okay, this is a stealth forest. Like this area is stealth forest. Uh-huh. Um, so I. I don't know. I was playing yesterday uh, on this map quite a few times, and there were there were some times where I couldn't tell, like, is this an actual woodline or am I just setting up a camp like right next to a stealth forest? Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Although I, I want to make the joke that you know it sounds like a skill issue, uh, but no, 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 I, I, I get that. I get that. That's a valid. That's a valid complaint. Uh, but I mean, I think because I think the the Enchanted Grove was kind of cool. But kind of a swing and a miss, right? Kind of a swing and a miss for make adding mm-hmm. a new biome. Uh, this one, mm-hmm. though, for like a specialty, like limited biome, I think this one knocks it out of the park. I really think this feels topical. It's it, it just feels good, and I like the rewards they've got going around it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's perfect. But I'm gonna throw a really spicy hot take that I like that Sahara Desert to this one. Oh. I don't use dark mode for anything. It is bright screens for me. <laughs> wait, wait. So all your social media, like you got it all still on like the non dark mode. Yeah, I'm looking at like, like uh, everything is like I'm non dark mode. Outline up for like Google Docs, and that's all. Just 
Yeah, actually, my outline is also non dark. Yeah, mode. yeah. I mean, Google, Google, Google Drive needs to get uh, dark mode, please. Yeah, I don't see it. That is the one thing you're right about. Yeah, but like, one thing I'll say about email, this: Reddit, YouTube. That's all. It's all bright, bright lights. <laughs> you disgust me, sir. <laughs> well, hey, hey man, listen. That is a hundred percent inferior, but we'll let that slide. You're entitled <laughs> to your opinion, but you're wrong. And I hate you. Yeah, well, you're, you're entitled <laughs> to your completely incorrect opinion. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but one thing I like about this though is that, yo, I just like that. Like, I mean, the whole uh, Halloween theme, everything. That's cool. And everything, of course, you know, October spooky season. You know, we're doing our thing, but it's being dark. Just being like, there are no maps in AOE that right. have a, di- a biome. No, like nighttime maps. Yeah, yeah. like I want to see, start seeing like they go from here to like full blown weather effects, like raining. Oh, like, that'd be I, so like, cool. That'd I mean, be, it'd be so like, useless, but it'd be so cool to have like oh, a rainy biome. Like, it just have it yeah, feel like it's just like a little bit of like raindrops, just to kind of make it make like if the ground had like a wet sheen to it from like the rain. That'd be dope. Oh, that'd be so cool. Have like weather effects or daytime. Exactly. It didn't affect like the readability of the units and what's going on. Yeah, yeah. maybe like light maybe, rain. Maybe maybe like light rain. It can't be. It can't be like. It can't be like obscuring your screen hard to see because it's raining so hard. Like that'd be too much. But like having like you know having like the ground look like it's kind of got a wetness to it. Like I mean, just, just give me a reason yeah. to want to get my computer to be as beefy as it can to render all this in. Like please, I, I, the yeah. game is so beautiful in so many ways. That would definitely be. Be next year, that'd be yeah, super like maybe cool. just hear the light rain in the background, like oh, just yeah, it, just like that'd ever be, so lightly. Well, and it have to be like a sound effect you can toggle on and off, right? Like, like all other sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, exactly. You can sweet. mute that, mute the weather effects, you know, and maybe when uh, maybe like on some apps, you know, give it a little bit of light snow. That doesn't it doesn't affect you know the units like you know not like the units because it's not like the battle agent court where like get the cavalry sliding and they can't like, get them sl- mugged up, but no, nah, like I'm gonna say it's like I think that will. That's the next iteration of biomes because, like this right here, them having actual dark map, really shows me like wow, like a nighttime, a night battle would also be pretty sweet. That's my favorite part about like, the whole like biome. Fire arrows like lighting up a little nicer. I mean, okay, vision vision would have to be like you can't, you don't want it to change like fundamentally gameplay at all, right? Yeah, like, of that, course that, not. You can't, I can't do that. But like, man, like the, this biome is just, I really love. It's kind of like, like what they wanted to do with the Enchanted Grove was mix it up a little bit, right? And and it was just too purple. It was too much. It was both too dark and too really bright purple. at the same time. Hard to see your units. Kind of a flop. This, I think, is a much better iteration of it. And, I, and I'll give Beal some 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 uh, credit to his point that, you know, there is it is a little darker. It could be a little hard to tell certain things like the trees. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, if this is kind of the direction they want to keep taking things in, I love it. Give me more. Like, I want more, yeah. right? It's certainly a step up from the uh, spring event. Wow. Uh, yeah yeah i'd love to see yeah, a winter but... a winter biome because um, they've got taiga winter and it's got like little snow patches but i'd love to see just a full like winter like pine yeah, trees yeah. give me like a true like a true winter style biome that'd be kind of fun maybe the straggler trees can have like christmas lights on them yeah, yeah. oh yeah i could yeah. see that for sure yeah. like for your, the three around your town sure. center you know that'd be kind of fun have like mm-hmm. presents at the uh, sacred sites instead of pumpkins See, like with this, with this, uh, with this biome, I'd be happy. Like once, like I guess, of course, once like the Halloween season expires, I'd be happy they kind of kept this like in the game, though. Like just the nighttime, like maybe make it, you know, more like you know, no pumpkins on the sacred sites or anything. But just a standard like this, fall time, like, like standard, dark, yeah, fall, standard like, fall time dark map. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Keep it around. Put it in rank map. Oh, fall like, that'd be, colors. That'd be they nice. need fall colors in this game. That, oh, yeah, that, that's what it is it's like i mean you've got green you've got brown 
but like those like vivid reds and oranges you don't get that as much right yeah they gotta figure out something because i I am gonna come back to the fact that for stealth forests that like orange red on the ground that denotes where the stealth forest is looks so similar to the leaves on the ground in this new biome Mm -hmm. they gotta figure out what to do with that color yeah yeah I why they put it in the rain queue. It's probably like still like you know it's a custom map. Wait, wait, mm-hmm. this not, the bottom's not in the rain queue, right? No, it's not. Bring, no, okay, it's not. yeah, it's so, not. Yeah. so yeah, then it's fine then. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, loved. Yeah. I, I do want to shout out uh, Low Elo Legends. A lot of guys were doing their games and they were picking this biome on purpose, and I loved it. Uh, a lot of the games Beautiful. I was looking at for American Jeremy, which I'll talk about more here in a bit, was was on that biome, and I just it's just so nice. It's just such a nice different change. Uh, but that's only yeah, one thing there. of many we have to talk about on today's episode. We've there's just oh, yeah. uh, my wife was telling me like, oh, you guys going to do like a normal, a normal episode one of these times. And I'm like, well, I mean, that'd be great. But they keep announcing huge things that we have to keep talking yeah, about. We're trying yeah, to do more of these. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's gonna be, it'll, it'll probably be another we'll couple. Of, yeah. That's the date. Yeah. Uh, 11th, right? Or 14th? Uh, 14th just 14th. on the website okay 14th yeah, yeah. 14th of November Did you realize that was right. like a weird day of the week a Tuesday yeah, yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday for Americans actually it's a Tuesday everywhere but like I don't know if it's going to come out early and uh, it's coming out like at one specific time like for us it'd be a Tuesday but for everyone else it might be a different time yeah depending on yeah. where you're located if you're in America it'd be it'd be Tuesday if you're in uh, like Australia it'd probably be I guess your Wednesday I think I think a lot of games are released on Tuesday though, like Tuesday and Friday are two like main Friday release. Friday would be way better. Tuesday is, yeah, it's, I, it's, I it's really like so much time off. Tuesday to me would be like if you do that as a development team, you still have all day Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to work on maybe an update patch or like a, a oh, quick patch to fix okay. it. That would be my thought. Hot fixes, yeah, the hot fix. So Monday, turns. Monday to yep. get set up and ready to go. Tuesday to launch, and then the rest of the week to maybe do, have a hot fix if you need it. So that makes sense from a yep. development standpoint. From a consumer standpoint, it's like, bruh, like, yeah. <laughs> I got to work. In the middle. We're Smack all middle-aged dads here. Come on. Week. Yeah. Yeah, that is like, Tuesday, but like, they've been doing that, like, they've been releasing games on Tuesday for like, forever. Like, as long as I can remember, especially like Microsoft. I'm the only PlayStation releases games on Friday. Like, all these big development companies, like, you know, producers, they all release their games in the middle of the week, like on the awkward day on Tuesday. For the long time I can remember. So mm. it's got to just take the day off, boys. Take the day off. Take the day off. I think I'm, t- I think I'm taking the whole day off and I'm about to just go on a quick match and get <sighs> and learn it. I, I can't. I can't. I, I, I got I responsibilities. I yeah. I mean, I got the time oh, off, no, but I got, it's like take a day off then or like then I don't get to do it like Christmas time. And, and yeah, yeah. Well, no, Christmas, I'll be okay. Right. The, the 15th <laughs> of the month is like the biggest day of the month in my job. <laughs> really? Like, wow. Where a bunch of shit. Uh, stuff is due like that is team. start of the month oh month. yeah yeah that's hey man you guys are you guys are responsible yeah, let's just say that yeah. i'm just i'm just like Chanel's is the kid I, I, I i got it ranked i got it i got it uh ticked off i'm like yeah we're going in on tuesday i might have to stream it i might have to do it. even though like my streams are gonna be completely overload i think beasties gonna go like 24 hours like non-stop so it's gonna it's gonna be a holiday boys the 14th so, gonna mean, be a holiday you're all going to be like bug testing this for my Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, man, all the listen, bugs will man. be fixed by, uh, yeah, the 22nd. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. Hey, I'll do that for you, though, man. Yeah, I'll be the one. I'll it. be the one to lay down across the puddle so you can walk over, dude. 
you know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. It's an active show grid. All I care about. Well, we've got a lot to cover here. Um, I want to talk about the call to arms. We didn't really talk about the tournament. It was kind of ongoing last uh, episode. The call to arms ETC TV tournament has concluded the first of the three yeah. big S tier tournaments. And I would say this one was a resounding success. Um, obviously, I don't have For the sure. numbers. I don't see like how much they made off of it or how well they did. But uh, I was able to catch the semifinals and towards the end of the finals. Uh, and man, some good games. And it wasn't just a sweep mm-hmm. either way. I love when you've got kind of a mixed result, like some wins go to either guy. I believe it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was Lucifron who beat Beastie, right? Yeah. So congrats to Lucifron beating the king. Beastie himself. Uh, it was a good series. Some good fights. Uh, real excited to see what else is coming. I don't think we need to go too in depth. It's been a been a little bit now. Uh, that was last yeah. week. I think it concluded though. Good game. No, it's, it's good to see Lucifron take a win. Yeah, uh, his first, his first win. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that guy is, besides, oh, I'm sorry. His matchup series on YouTube is something that I've. I'm starting to reference more and more as I'm trying to figure out, like, what do I do against this Civ as this Civ? Um, and Lucifron has a hundred videos for every single matchup. Um, yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm not going to write that down. Cause I have been thinking lately, yeah. my biggest thorn is I, I, I was going to mention this at some point. Uh, I was going to talk about it, but like what to do about Malians was one of the things I wanted to kind of touch just briefly on today because I've just been mm-hmm. at it. I'm just I just don't know anymore because it used to be the Farimba. Uh, now that's kind of not the meta. So I, Amalians are an absolute enigma to me, uh, but I'll have to look at Lucifer yeah. for that. Just just to see what everyone does for him because that's that's really that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, nice to see. Nice to see somebody win that's not Marine Lord or Beastie. I yeah, mean, they, yeah. they, even, they even have monopoly on the game. Some new forever. blood at the top. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, dude, the, he, he's been like kind of like scratching at the surface for a minute, though, man. He's legit. This dude. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you hear like them interview him? Dude, this dude's like a PhD, like doctorate in like Age of Empires 4. I'm like, dude, how do you even like the way he the way he thinks about things, the way he adjusts the gameplay? Like, this, like, he he's legit, man. And even his brother, I mean, and he's got like, He's like, you know, his brother is like another top five player. So it's like he has like a perfect practice mate at any time he pretty much needs. Like, dude, uh, it's good, man. I, and I'm, brother. I got to say, we really need. This is the key to get to the high brother? Rank. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to brother for the longest. I got to get into this. That's how puppy yeah, does man. it. Oh, yeah, dude. A lot of dude. It's a lot of siblings that like play, man. It's insane, dude. I and mean, I got my brother-in-law into it, but we're just, I'm sitting at like barely plat and he's at gold one. So we're, I mean, I, oh, to be fair though, American Jeremy going to shout him out again. He started out from the lowest of lows uh, and now he's up to gold one. He's got a really good yeah. Ottomans build. He had a win with them in the low ELO legend tournament. Uh, didn't get to play Ottomans any of his other three games and lost all three playing against English. Uh, really sad that he, he didn't get Ottomans more, but he, he's, he was had a really good time. And you, I mean, it's fun to see people like learn and grow this game. Actually, I was playing against American Jeremy uh, I was screaming with him to help him get ready, right? Because I figured I'm a little bit better of a player, have a lot more experience. I uh, was helping get ready, and I I was playing different matchups for him. Uh, he's really good at Ottomans into HRE now. That was when we practiced a lot, and then uh, he finally beat me uh, when I was playing China. And I I don't really play. I I kind of know the base play for China, but I really don't. After Dark Age, I really have no idea what I'm doing. I just kind of wing it, and he he stomped me. Like it was it's not even close. So shout out to him. Right. Yeah. Gross. I was I was playing in that uh, last week. It's actually the first time in 
I think 2023 that I've actually been able to play mm. in two back-to-back tournaments. Um, but yeah, I was streaming it. And uh, after the first game that I played, I was looking through the standings and I saw, oh, American Jeremy. He's taking a win <laughs> over a guy who's been in the semifinals and bottom bracket before. I was just like, oh, let's go. Here we go. Uh, Dude, that's gross right there. That's, that's actually great to see. I'm so sad he didn't get his Ottomans. He only got the Ottomans once. He got sniped every other time. Yeah, so oh, yeah. I think that really killed him because he's been really feeling the Ottomans lately. Well, Amen. I mean, that's uh, incentive to learn a second sieve. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He got some weird matchups. He went against like a Malian player, I think, once. He got some odd matchups at that level of play that you just don't mm-hmm. see often. So, um, so Beal, you you've been playing in the tournament. You've also been playing uh, the Xbox version of this game, uh, even just before yeah. this. Uh, we're are, are recording it today on Sunday, but even then, you uh, were playing just this this morning. Uh, I want to hear you give us kind of a rundown of what you think how the game is different on Xbox and just how you feel about it. Sure. Um, I'm going to preface this with if you have Game Pass Ultimate on your computer, you can use cloud streaming to play the Xbox version. And Mm -hmm. I've run into some lag issues, but it's not crazy. Uh, So if you have a controller and just a PC, you are able to play this version. Uh, But I picked it up, I don't know, three days ago. Uh, just on a whim, I was actually watching uh, uh, Yodesla was is running the first Xbox tournament right now. Um, and I caught him streaming some of his own games. And I was watching it. And I was like, oh, this is. This is a like a slower, more thought out AOE four. Um, it's it's really interesting. It's basically. How would you play AOE four if both players were capped at 30 APM? Oh man. Like how would that, how would that work? Um, it, they do a really good job with the controller. Um, it is hard to remember specifically all of the different menus to open, but that's only cause I've played the game for maybe like four hours. Uh, I'm still struggling with, you know, needing to deselect units before trying to select other units because sometimes it overrides that and maybe like tells a villager to gather wood when you want to select a different villager kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I think there's there's got to be a way to increase the camera control speed. But it is, it's a pretty interesting experience. And I honestly, it's made the game feel fresh again. Uh, mm. Same exact game. But you're coming at it from this like other dimension. Yeah, of... the UI is completely <laughs> different in like every single yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fun. They've they've got a way to set it up where you can like automatically do your eco distribution, which I think a lot of players do on ladder for Xbox. And if you're like coming from PC and you know actual build orders. You can you can kind of dominate because directly assigning villagers is way more efficient than having them break out like proportionate with the auto eco. Uh, I do enjoy the automatic villager production. I think it's kind of a a necessary thing for Xbox. I don't think they should add it to PC, but there's no way. 
like you'd waste so much of your 30 APM going back to your constant. <laughs> oh man, that'd be crazy. I think, yeah, the autovilles is a good, good addition. Um, yeah, it is. It's weird to play. It's kind of like going into a, a weird little time capsule where no one really knows how to play the game as well. Uh, meaning to say, like, if you've played on PC for like a year, you can just dominate. Uh, I, I had a run. I think I went 12 and 0. Oh, man. Um, I beat, oh, my I beat the guy who was ranked 26. And he what? flipped out at me. He flipped like, out at me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you're a smurf. You're a smurf. I'm like, hey, man, this is my 10th game. Like, trying to learn it with controller. So I go back to PC. Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, we got console so my, my, my little oh, twitch, no. My little Twitch comment about Beal being the undisputed king in console is now true. Oh, those, oh that, that's well, so fun. So my losses have... My two losses came from uh, the rank 16 and rank 10. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Uh, but that's because I know a lot of it is too, like wrestling with the controls. And uh -huh. if you've seen me streaming. There's a lot of like, oh my God, I'm trying to select this, not this. Let me select the right thing. Why are you going over here? Why are you idle? Why didn't you do this? What? Just uh, because it is very tricky to control it is pretty imprecise uh but they've done the best job they can to try to make it work mm. um it is a really it feels super experimental uh even though it really is its own game i highly recommend uh if someone's getting burnt out on pc if you're going through one of those phases where, you know, you hit like plat three and then drop all the way to gold three, Ooh. Um, you feel like you're forgetting how to play the game. Give the Xbox version a try. So you it'll completely refresh. You. Yeah, it'll, it'll make you feel good, <laughs> but it'll completely like refresh your perspective of the game. And then when you come back to PC, it feels like a weight has been lifted from your shoulders where you can actually input commands and move the camera around and uh hotkey and all that fun stuff like reminds me of like the early days of Fortnite, where before everyone really learned how to build like crazy fast like mm -hmm. anyone who's ahead of the curve on that one like, like if you put me back in like season one or two of Fortnite, i'd probably just crush right because i just would know how to build more than mm -hmm. anyone else would like that's like yeah. that's what it reminds me of oh yeah no it, it reminds me of like you ever have those like daydreams of like if I played Little League right now as a grown man, <laughs> I could kick ass. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Oh, man. Oh, man. You'd just be like yeah, the all-star. It's like... <laughs> That's so funny. 12-year-old kid to this 30-year-old guy. We're throwing some we're throwing some shots at Xbox players. He like, oh, he like slamming into these kids and doing the gritty in the end zone. Like, yeah, what's up, son? <laughs> I mean, there there are some that are that are really good, uh, and it's fun watching Yodesla play on stream because he's a console RTS expert. Oh. He's really good at Halo Wars. He played AOE two on console a bunch, um, so he's got great mechanics for a controller. But it's really interesting seeing someone with great mechanics but very little game sense at this point, mm. like tr 
trying to make decisions. Uh, he does really well because he can micro as good as you can with a controller. Uh, you're seeing someone who's got like top micro, but doesn't yeah. know the strat, doesn't know the macro yeah, level. Doesn't quite know the game at this point. Doesn't really know each map or each matchup. Well, that's just a matter of uh, time, though, until he figures it out, and then it'll just be yeah. crazy good. Yeah, so get in on it now if you want to <laughs> make Conk 3 somewhere. PSA, if you want to make your parents proud, this might be your only way. <laughs> get ahead of the wow. curve today. Um, that's sweet. Uh, I've already mentioned American Jeremy and his debut in Low Elo Legends, and I was casting his games uh, as the American Jeremy fan club president. And um, I noticed something interesting about Low Elo, and I wanted to bring this up on the podcast because a lot of the guys who listen to this uh, aren't necessarily diamond or conquerors some of you guys are but for the we have a good large chunk of our audience who is on the lower end who's in anywhere from you know silver to plat one right and i want to talk about multiple tcs for a moment because i noticed something that was really interesting in american jeremy's games uh his for the one that he won for instance he was playing ottomans into hre and the hre player i, I also saw this a lot that really confounded me a lot of hre guys were not going fast castle very odd mm-hmm. to me as a guy who just I'm almost exclusively one TC fast castle like do or die right like and sometimes I'll play a little bit of feudal and not go crazy fast but I'm still one TC and I'm, I'm relying on those relics to get me there right um, but I saw a lot of two TC HRE very odd first of all but what was worse the real thing is I saw a couple other games where people went multiple TCs and despite this I was watching being me I, as a caster getting to look at this I've got the God's eye view where I can see the total number of economic units on either side, right? And it astounded me how, despite having two town centers, the Vill graph really didn't change much. And a couple of Vill kills, you know, aside, like you can say, okay, well, three or four Vill kills is one thing, but you're still only like two villagers ahead after like four plus minutes. And so I wanted to kind of bring up a topic before we get to our main stuff. I want to kind of a precursor. I want to talk about Maybe like, is it worth going multiple town centers if you're low enough level that you aren't actually, you know, able to produce villagers enough? Like if you're not doing that, why would you even go to town centers? You know, you mean they're like forgetting to make villagers or that's what I'm assuming, because it just felt like they weren't getting an edge. It didn't seem to scale with them at that low level. I just felt like the the vill graph was never like after a couple minutes, you should be pulling away in villager lead, right? You should be getting an economic advantage. And I just wasn't mm-hmm. seeing that happen at the low ELO level. Now, this is the bottom bracket. So anywhere from like gold one, gold two, you know, but I just was noticing time and time again, it just seemed to be a, a, the guys who went two TCs tended, this isn't, you know, true across everything, but tended to do worse overall uh, than the guy who just went full tempo, full all in or went castle, fast castle instead. But do you think they like they weren't produced on both TCs? That's my suspicion. I've done that before. Every time I click on them, every time I click on them though, I'd see that they were producing one out of each. But then the Vill graph, it just looks like it looks like it's a one TC graph. It like it never pulled ahead versus the guy who's got just one TC who's just steady. Yeah, I mean a couple things. I mean, likely there was a lapse in creating Vills out of both town centers. Uh But if your opponent is going like feudal pressure, heavy feudal pressure against someone who's opening two TC, especially in the lower levels where, you know, going two TC, you might be going like naked two TC. So you don't have any like military to deal with it. Uh, You're going to lose a lot of villagers uh, if your build order 
like isn't perfect to time out that second TC. Mm-hmm. So likely uh, could be a lack of production from the second town center. Could also just be th- that the fact that they just lost a lot of vills because they couldn't defend against any sort of push. Um, yeah. Well, they're trying to establish that second TC. And you then- also got to think like, I don't know how long exactly it takes to gather the resources that you need for a town center within like at minute five when you've got, I don't know, maybe 10 on wood and six, seven, eight eventually on stone. But that's a good like two minutes, two or three minutes where you're not doing anything. Um, And so for low elo players to not capitalize on basically being kind of static in the game for a couple of minutes with a payoff down the road versus someone else who was like, ah, I'm going to do one TC. I'm going to keep creating villagers because it's easy because there's only one TC and I'm going to make military and send it to the opponent's base uh, at low elo. I think it's, I think it's weirdly harder to defend than it is to attack in feudal. Oh yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's a reasonable assumption there. I think that that's fair. Cause I mean, the, the being under pressure does something to you like physiologically, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're being taxed that way. Um, and I definitely feel like that was probably, I, I mean, if one of the games I did see, there was just a lot of ill kills. It just wasn't totally worth it. Uh, but like many of the games, it, there wasn't more than like two or three. Uh, there was that pressure though. And I, I think maybe part of it was obviously the TC had to have been idle. Um, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if the underlying cause for that might've been a missed macro in that they started producing military as well trying to play the feudal game, but put too much food into their army, just trying to hold instead of being able to actually put enough into both TCs to produce. Uh, I, I guess I guess my question, my, my kind of my thesis was for this quick discussion was that I don't think two TC is a good play if you are, say, gold one and don't have the ability to hold it and actually produce and make use of it. Because if you're going to build the second TC, you've, you, just building it doesn't give you the advantage of having two, right? The advantage comes in utilizing both TCs to double the amount of villagers you're getting and outpace your opponent. And then eventually turning that eco lead into a military victory on the field. But if you don't, I'm going to argue that point. Okay. Uh, Finished up, but I'm going to jump in with a counterpoint. Okay. Okay. I mean, so I feel like if you build a second TC, like it doesn't give you anything good when your opponent's going to all in one TC. I don't know that it's necessarily worth it at that low level to go for. I mean, obviously you got to eventually, I will say, I will caveat this, that learning how to do TC is important. You do need to know how to do that if you want to keep improving. So I guess there is kind of that learning curve of you just got to lose a lot by doing that to get to the point where you can successfully pull it off. But I would argue maybe it's not the best way to go. If you know, especially in a tournament setting where you're trying to win, if you know you can't successfully get the payoff for it, it's probably not the right strat for you at that time. Okay. That's fair. Cause your caveat was basically what I was going to say is that for a lot of civs, two TC is a valid strat and uh-huh. it just takes practice of like, okay, you are going to have to learn versus your opponent who can just start to a move towards your base with the military. You are going to have to learn how to deal with pressure and how to, Stay composed, yeah. know what really is a threat, know it's not a threat, know where to like, okay, I have to pull my villagers from this resource. It's not the end of the world. I'm not going to force trying to take this gold mine where I'm going to lose a couple of seconds, but 
I'll relocate to another gold mine or a wood line, uh, depending on the kind of pressure that comes in. Uh, also learning skills of like how to wall, how to, how to defend in that way. Um, I think because I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell someone trying to learn Abbasid, like don't learn to TC. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That is the way that to play it. Bread and butter. Like learn to TC and then maybe learn, uh, one TC fast castle into Gulam rush. Uh, once you have like the standard play of the sieve down. Um, I think one of the biggest issues is, uh, hotkeys. And I don't know if you two have a hotkey that is select all town centers. I do. I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. I've got mine right on my mouse. So when I play two TCs, uh, just click that button on my mouse, tap, Q two or three times and just keep everything refreshed. Actually, I want to share what I do. I do something. So I think the basic, the game as, as it's set up default wise, first of all, if you haven't gone through and adjusted some of your key bindings, do so find something that works for you. Do it. Uh, I know. I think H is the base town center uh, for it. I changed mine to space bar that way. Cause my, I'm always, I'm always sitting. My left hand's always sitting on the keyboard, right? So I've got Q W E R like A S D F like ready to go on that keyboard. Thumb is on the space bar. If I ever need to go back home, I just the space and I actually can toggle through by hitting space again to my others. And then I added a new one not too long. A couple months ago, I added another one. Uh, I have shift space if I want to hit all town centers. Wow. And so I just flick that space bar and that I'm right back home. I think having it on your mouse is really good. What I do for my mouse is I've got two buttons. I've got select all military units and I've got select all military buildings. So I, I know a lot of guys will do uh, key bindings like shit, like control groups for like shift one or like one, two, three, four, five, and they'll have like military buildings under like one or two and their town center will put under like one or something like that. I avoid that entirely by just having select all military buildings on my mouse button. Uh, you have your TCs. I think that's a great idea. Um, a space bar. I highly recommend space bar. If someone doesn't want to put it on their mouse that, cause it's just right there and it's easy to, it's, you can't miss it. Right. And it's every time you don't know what, if you're done clicking on something, you're done microing your, your, your scout or something, just hit space. Always just go back to space bar and you're back home. Uh, I definitely that's very interesting. I do need to switch like snap to home TC because I still have it on H. I use the mouse mm. to like queue up fills, but I use H to like switch the camera back home. Mm-hmm. Um, Space bar, but man, I've run I'm into situations. You. Yeah, I got to switch it because I've run into situations where I'm trying to garrison and oh. I select a bunch of fills, like maybe at a different town center and I just fat finger it and hit H instead. <laughs> Yeah, space bar is a good one. Don't garrison, and now I <laughs> my view is different, and I'm not selecting those villagers anymore. <laughs> yeah, and they are that, not garrison. That's crazy. You guys like okay, so like for example, Sakatan, I have me. I use space bar for idle villagers. Oh, see, so right, I, I changed mine to the A. I changed mine to A. So when I click off and just hit A, that gets all my idle villas. That's a good one though. Having okay. space for that. That's yeah. Good. Like and like shift. Like I use shift space to use all select it all idle villagers. So like, 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 cause I also like, you know what I'm saying? You're in a world line and you, you exhaust that whole world uh-huh. line, you know, your whole economy goes idle. So I just hit shift space and it takes everyone idle on that world line, put them into a new one, or I even like separate a little bit. And like, we, we've also discovered we all have the same mouse, which is cool. You all have the same so mouse. Like, yeah. We should be sponsored. So like, we really should be. It's hilarious. Exactly. So like, you know, the Logitech mouse that we use, we got the, you know, you guys know uh, the two buttons on like the, the top. On the side. Yep. On the side. And then uh, like the other two, like kind of like on the. You have the sniper. So basically what I do, yeah. I the top I use to it's select all TV, select all TCs and focus on home TC. 
So the moment I hit that button, I go back to the home TC, but also I'll select anything else, any of the TCs I have. So jump back, and then instead of me pressing Q, I'll just download that secondary mouse button that's uh, through the software synced up to my Q. So I hit that, and that excuse our villagers. So I literally don't all everything all my TC control what comes out of villager productions all on the mouse. So like it's crazy like wow. thinking like you know like you guys do like I'm looking at this I'm listening how you guys do it I'm like dude I would be destroyed doing that like I'm my mental concentration would be done for. But just to chime in a little bit on what you're talking about, uh, sock about the whole um, you know is T- two TCs like you know is it viable at a certain skill level. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, just like anything in this game, it just kind of goes by like it's situational, you know, like it's like, for example, like I think you do want to get a somewhat of a valid understanding of how to work with two TCs, even if you're not playing the Abbasids. Because what if you're playing, what if you're playing the Abbasids or playing a civilization that is booming? Mm-hmm. Like, even though, like, you know, if, you know, of course you, you'll have people who will go fast second TC and only produce out of one TC, forgetting about they won't even hotkey the other TC or forget about it. And then, then it is pretty much pointless. You're, you're not booming at your, you're not booming in your, you know, you waste all that time wasted, and resources. Like, yeah, yeah, just, of, yeah, just getting a second nothing. TC for it. It's like almost like a glorified tower just to garrison up somebody gets near. But I think me, for example, me, I love two TC builds. But at the same time, you know, I like I also you want to scout out it's like regardless comes on the scouting of the day, scout out the, your enemy and see like what they're doing. I mean, if you're going two TCs and you want to boom and, you know, for like, you know, kind of the more the longevity part of the game uh, and you see your enemy, you're playing the Ottomans, and you see freaking two archer ranges and two stables being built. Then it's kind of like, all right, let me relax. So, like, let me start putting more like, you know, let me start getting some production buildings up. But like, uh you know, also, I think a lot of people struggle when they make two TCs, realizing not so much with the Abbasid, but say you do like French two TC or any civilization two TC, having enough food to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of do have to like keep in mind, like, you know, you do want some military in the field. But if you go heavy on military and don't have enough food to constantly produce out of both of your TCs, because every time you make a TC, you have to realize that like, OK, now you're going from. If they're both in production, you're going from 50 food a, a villager now 100. And if you go three TCs, like no matter what, it just keeps it just it basically just like requires more and more food. I've done that plenty of times where I go two TCs and I don't have enough food to balance. Like my my economy falls in shambles because I'm trying to produce in both my TCs and make a military, and it falls apart in the end. So I think it's I think the 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 scalability of having two TCs is most definitely worth it if you're using it. But you have to keep that in mind that it does take some sort of like, you have to, you have to make sure you are being efficient with those two TCs. Yeah. So yeah, on, on a lower level, it is kind of hard. It's a lot. To and that was, to. that was kind of my point. Cause like, obviously I think mm-hmm. you guys become some great points. If you're playing Abbasid, like you almost got to go two TCs. If you're playing China, you almost have to go two TCs. That just leans into what they mm-hmm. do super well. I mean, I'm talking kind of like a lot of guys. I saw a lot of English players doing this and a lot of HRE players doing this. And it just really mm-hmm. kind of made me scratch my mind. Like, like if, you, if you can't execute it in the tournament setting, like if you're playing, if you're trying to learn it, you're learning it. I get that totally. You're trying to learn yeah. how to use it. But if you're in a tournament where your object is, I have to win this game using the best strat I have. If you can't execute that, don't be using that strategy, right? Or, or maybe if you're still just trying to learn, I, I, I get it. But like, it was really confounding to me to see like, 
HRE going two TCs and then getting nothing out of it. And I was like, well, you just wasted all your time because I, I just don't want any low level player thinking that, oh, two TC automatically is just going to mean I'm going to have more villagers because I saw very definitively that that was not the case. And the person who stayed one TC had the same number of vills without having to do any vill kills just because they were both scaling the same size. If you don't make the most use yeah. of it, it's not going to be worth the effort you're going to put in to build it. Besides maybe getting like an extra, it's basically just a glorified tower outpost slash uh, house at that point, you know, that you can garrison your villagers yeah, in. 100%. But, yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah. In summary, it is you you spend two to two and a half minutes uh, assuming you're building the second TC and mm -hmm. gathering resources for it around like the five minute mark or whatever. You spend two or two and a half minutes dedicated to gathering resources for something that you're not going to use. Like that yeah. is... And insane you're so far behind. Oh, waste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're going to lose to a one TC all in every time if you do that way. Because mm -hmm. you got to oh, be yeah, like, because oh. the two TC, the whole philosophy is you're slowing yourself down to eventually give yourself a bigger eco lead that will eventually translate into Castle Age or later Feudal into a overwhelming force mm -hmm. where they just can't. Your opponent won't be able to catch up anymore. And that is kind of the philosophy yeah. behind it. If you can't, if you're not able to get, if you're not going to get that benefit from it, it's just not worth doing. And so you're better off trying something else or just learning how to actually do the strategy. It's just, you just got, I, I just, I just want anyone thinking that like, Oh, I've got two TCs. Therefore my economy's better. It's like, that's not how it works. You gotta, no, you yeah. constantly you producing. producing. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, to your point, Sir Neville's that it is, it does take, um, a rework of your normal macro to figure mm -hmm. out because you go from a hundred food, 150 food a minute on villagers up to 300 food uh -huh. a minute. For oh, yeah, and yeah. if you're not ready for it, and I think I think that was the problem is they were also trying to field the military because they were getting pressured, you know, because obviously the one TC guy is coming in with his troops, right? And I think they are spending all their food trying to stay uh catching up with castle. Trying, I mean, you can't you can't two TC and fast castle if your opponents all one all one TC all feudal in on you. You just can't do it. Like no, like we said, like I think it might have been one of my extra sheeps recently. Pick one strategy and stick it. Oh, out. yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be feudal all in? Are you going to be like multiple TC booming? Or are you going to do like a crazy tech rush and get to castle and get men at arms where a lot of civs can't deal with men at arms in feudal? Yep. And it's not uh, exactly it's not exactly a rock, paper, scissors either with these strats. Mm -hmm. It really no. comes down uh, to how each one can work against the other. It depends on how well you execute it. You know, like mm -hmm. a two TC, a one one TC feudal all in against two TC. If you can hold that, and if you're really, if you got a defensive sieve, you know how to hold, and you can hold it off long enough. Eventually, your eco is going to be big enough. You're going to start seeing that pendulum swing. Uh, if, oh, or if your opponent catches you off guard and knows you're doing it, scouts you out early enough, and starts hitting you hard enough, you're going to crumple. Uh, likewise, if you go two TC mm -hmm. and your opponent fast castles and then starts producing military Ugh, before you rough. get online as well, and then you're out teched, you're going to lose. Or they could fast castle again if you can hold castle up. I mean, fast castle is kind of tough to deal with a two CC build, uh, depending on like, like an HRE fast castling into like a two TC French. That's yeah, I, not going to yeah. work, right? It's, it's, HRE is going to win because they're going to get the relics and the map control is not going to be owned by French just yet. I've been trying to figure out how to beat HRE as Abbasid because um, I did. I did go against what I just said for my extra sheep in the literally the last game I played <laughs> where I went to TC and then try to go castle age as fast as possible. And by the time I did that, even though I hit castle age, maybe 30 seconds after my opponent, 
even though I walled off in feudal three of the relics because they it was Hill and Dale and they were kind of in like my little pocket corner. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to build a wall here and protect these three <laughs> relics. Didn't matter. He burned them down. He had a bigger military and then collected the relics. My two TC didn't matter for eco and uh, just ran over me with men at arms. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly as HRE. That's exactly what we want to do, because then the 2C, I mean, you got to kind of understand what each Civ is doing, right? That's why I'm really excited to take a look at some of these Lucifron videos on how to beat Malians and how to do the matchups, because the matchup matters. Like HRE, for instance, I, I'm speaking, this is my main Civ, so I'll, I, I talk about it too much, I know. But like HRE, like, is not going to have, it's a very efficient Civ as far as villagers, right? You're going 1TC, which is why I don't think 2TC HRE is very a very good idea in general. I mean, there, there's probably an exception to that, but I, I was seeing it, and it just was like, what are That's you doing? work. I've seen it work, but at a low ELO level of like plat gold or like gold one, you this is not what I don't think this is the way you should be playing HRE at a gold one, gold two level. Like fast is because the fast castle grabbing the relics makes up for not going for two TCs because that gold means you don't have to worry about gold anymore. Put those bills somewhere else. It equals Mm -hmm. up. It it makes up that difference economically. I I think when you're playing this game too, you got to be thinking, okay, what as I was training American Germany, this is something I think I said a couple times of where are you going to be getting your economic edge from? Where is your edge coming from? Right. Uh, for French, they're either like uh, the classic way of French used to be played that we got a year ago was uh, lots of knights in feudal. And you want to do so much damage to your opponent's economy that your economy pulls ahead. That's there. You're getting your economic mm-hmm. edge for uh, Abbasid. You're going multiple TCs, faster bills, yeah. cheaper bills. That is your edge. That's how you're going to get ahead. And you can put those extra resources eventually that you're not spending on. You're getting twice the bills for the price of one, essentially. Like you're putting you're turning that extra food into trash units to go throughout your opponent as you continue to boom. Uh, like where are you getting town centers. cheaper town yeah. centers? Yeah. So, so you got to think every single sieve uh, has some kind of economic edge they can get. Or sometimes it's a military for Ottomans. It's uh, the free units you're getting from the schools. That's free money. That's free real yeah. estate. You're, you don't have to a, pay. Biggest nebulous, like, because that's not a direct eco benefit. Uh-huh. I think a lot of cities have direct economic benefits, and autos. But it's are, there. I mean, that is one. The only thing that doesn't have like a super direct economic benefit. It's just free military. But that is uh, I mean, that is though inherently a free economic is, benefit because the it's whole point of getting indirect. the economic. Yeah. The whole point of the economic benefit, right? I mean, I mean, some people go into this trap of where they want to boom and boom and boom and boom, and they never actually build a military ever. And unless you're doing like what Thano does and just masses English uh, villagers and just goes and torches down a vill rush with like 100 plus villagers, like eventually, you, you, yeah, it hasn't happened to me either. I, I, I didn't almost actually. No, if, I, if I'd have forgotten, no, it if, uh, if I hadn't forgotten about uh, emergency repairs, yeah, we we both have done that. I, I I knew it was coming and I tried stopping. I just forgot about emergency repairs or I would have beaten them. Because uh, I was going land snakes. I almost did it. Uh, but again, eventually your economic advantage has to turn into a military advantage. That's the whole point of the game is to win. You're never going to win economically. You're going to win by a victory, mili- a military victory somewhere. Right. Playing Civ, I'm going to do a culture victory. Cult- yeah. Like, like how? Like, <laughs> that's, that's not how it works. Right. You've got to win it on the battlefield, whether whether you take the sacred sites and hold them, whether you heaven forbid you build a wonder and defend it again defend militarily you have to field some kind of military somehow to get that benefit ottomans they get that uh, frankly i'll call i'll call it an economic benefit because you're getting free units that means you don't need to worry about having a second tc as much because you're getting free units you don't need that many resources you're you're getting them for free you do need to keep your villa safe and you, it is still other places you can get, get economic, free, but, they're slower and you can't put that into tech it's yeah yeah but auto is auto is tricky with that 
it's tricky, but that tempo you get from it though is massive, right? So there's there's give and take to every save. You got to figure out what gives you the edge and exploit that. Anyways, okay, that's a long rant. I really wanted, uh, that's a big discussion we've had, but I just, I really want to talk about that. I thought that'd be good for our listeners, especially the lower and uh, lower level listeners. You know who you are. Uh, we were all there at one point, uh, just to kind of go over that. Just some of my takeaways. So those are my extra sheeps from uh, watching American Jeremy and other low ELO players playing uh, yesterday on Saturday. Um, anything else you need to want to talk about on that one, guys? Or if we, we covered it, I think. No, I think we, uh, it was a good discussion. Yeah, I think we got it. It's, cool. it's, it's, I think it's very situational. You know, matchups uh, centric. I think that's really a big thing. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch Lucifer's uh, videos. I'm, I'm going to be doing that like, later today. Like, I'm, I'm really excited because I've Molly and one of those things. I don't know how I get an edge on them. Uh, so I'm really excited to watch that. Anyways, uh, the big news uh, Ubids. Actually, no, we were going to talk about Jonah Arc first, weren't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think we discussed that. So, so we had this funny thing happen where we posted our episode yes on Tuesday of last week. We record on Sunday. So today's date for me is October 10th. This is going to come out on like the, the 10th of October. Uh, we, we did this. We realized that the announcements have been on Tuesdays. So the day we post the episode, we're already almost irrelevant because boom, here comes a huge announcement of Joan Dark and all the, all the other things. So I'm sure they'll probably announce something on this Tuesday. I'm betting it's going to be uh, Order of the Dragon or actually eh, it's listing. Have you bids? It'll be either Order of the Dragon or Zuji's Yank Legacy. That's probably what they're going to talk about next. Um, this next week, I bet they'll announce they've been doing kind of week by week. So by the time this episode comes out, we'll probably already be out of date. We already are. We're catching up here with the Joan Dark thing. But let's talk about the Civ. So we know more about what's coming. Um, mm-hmm. Pull out the page right now. The coolest thing is that everyone was wondering how this unique unit of Jeanne d'Arc is going to work. How was Joan of Arc going to work? How is this going to happen? And they took it in a way I was not expecting. Well, it's funny because we were talking about in our previous episode, I, I brought up like, how would a hero unit that gains levels over time, like Warcraft 3, I don't know if there's any design space in the game for that to <laughs> actually be functional and there and is immediately like 12 hours after we recorded that they announced they announced uh jean d'arc and i love and it i love the way this scales because level one so anyone who knows i'm assuming most i'm assuming most people know the history of joan of arc if you don't here's a very 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 condensed recap joan of arc was a french peasant nice girl uh, had a vision, nice uh, claimed <laughs> to have a vision from God yeah, that she was needed to help save the king of France, essentially, and defeat the English who were invading France at the time. And she went on to become a very big military leader, uh, really did help get the king crowned uh, of France, uh, had some very successful military campaigns, eventually was captured by the British and burned at the stake. There you go. Yeah. Arc, she's trying, a cultural. Trying. She's a she was excellent on the field battle. A uh, very good leader, and she did come from very humble origins. A lot of that is true, and there's a lot of mystique around her now because of that. Uh, but that's the basics. She so started out as a peasant, became a military hero, and bada bing, bada boom. Now she's in a video game. Good for her. Um, <laughs> I'm sure she had, does not care about that fact at all. But uh, so starting out level one, she starts out as a villager. Yeah, that's crazy. That is so Makes cool. Sense. I mean, because you wouldn't want a hero unit immediately like the con exists but the con had to be nerfed to do like zero damage with like one damage per shot because it is so wildly uh, imbalanced to have a hero unit 
from the first from second. the dark age yeah if they can do any damage because uh, even the king unit in english comes in feudal and you have to build a landmark yeah. for it yeah, so, can i please say one thing yeah go for it I, i've been i've been interested to say this for a while uh we i, I really go back and listen to the episode we 100%, not necessarily through a variance or through like exactly a hero civilization. We predicted this. We did. We said, I'm not surprised we, we did. said, we said, what if there's a civilization in the game that you leveled up? Like you kind of chose how you want to level up. And there was like basically level one, level two. Basically, we didn't hit it like 100% on the nail, but we kind of is close to the nail as you can get it. Because we've said, like, basically, based on how you want to, like, pursue how you want to play more either economic or more military, and based on what you do, that is how you level up. Which is not a hundred percent how this how Joan of Arc works, but for the simple fact that it's a hero unit in the game, and you're more basically the uh, civilization is centered around Joan of Arc. And basically what I'm saying is that a lot of these variances that we, we are coming out now, we, we need to re- we need to listen back to that episode and reference back to how many things we were in the ballpark about. Because this, like, I'm, I, when I've seen this, I was like almost teary-eyed. I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, yo, we, we were, these variances, we literally... We said variances based on like different, like for example, like HRE, maybe go from like a uh, Bohemian nation or something like that. We did something, we weren't really nailing it as far as like, I don't know, orders and special like orders within a, a mm-hmm. country or civilization. But this is 100%. These variances were exactly what we said would make, would really change the game. They're up. in the same spirit on of a, what we would kind of we envisioned. Yes, yeah. uh, 100%. And I'm proud of ourselves. I'm so to the, folks, the folks listening at home, uh, we've entered the five minute segment that all of our podcasts have where we pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> and you're listening to us being like, oh, yeah, oh, we do this. You yo, know? yeah, like for real, like exactly. Like, I'm like, yo, this is a uh, yo, I think we got somebody. I think, I think, I think, I think we got a, I think we got a dev snooper. We got a dev lurker in uh, one of us. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Exactly. We, the fact that we've been accused of having some kind of info outside knowledge me just makes me feel really fuzzy. It's a compliment it's to how good we've been guessing. And these have been guesses. But uh but yeah, yeah, we 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 got pretty close to some of these guesses. Although I love that she starts as a villager. I mean, that's so great. Like there's an economic edge to start, and she starts getting experience. Um basically it really is as far as I can tell, this the whole the French Civ seems to be exactly the same, except Hey, you've got Jeanne d'Arc on your side uh, and she levels up and changes very much how you play. So level one, she has the basic abilities of a gathering, building and repairing villager. From the humble beginnings, she pursues a journey of a hero by gaining experience, leveling up, gaining access to improved combat power and impact abilities. Uh, level two, uh, <clears throat> she can choose to become either an archer or a woman at arms, gaining an ability based uh, on this choice. She also gains additional abilities such as divine restoration, which that sounds like a D&D term which uh, heals nearby allies for a percentage of their missing health. Uh, that's really sweet. And level three, Jeanne d'Arc mounts a horse for combat while retaining her weapon of choice. That's sweet. She also chooses her companion for the rest units for the rest of the game, either Jeanne's riders or Jeanne's champions. 
The selected companion will be summoned via the rally call ability and becomes available to train at keeps. That's neat. Uh, level four. At level four, she has completed the journey of the hero. Gets a gun. Now she gets a big old freaking gun based on her weapon Glock. choice. <laughs> Just absolute Glock or or an absolute cannon, a uh, shotgun, depending on what right, she like chose. Like a blunderbuss or something. Uh, her rally call ability produces additional units, and Jean Dark's campaigns are upgraded to elite, and she gains a powerful ult ability. She gets an ultimate, guys. This is so cool. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, but she does. John Dark does. I mean, to to match the memes that we've been getting, she does get some kind of ult. So she gets a gun. She gets an ult. Dude, she sounds fun. I mean, I'm I curious. I'm curious to see what happens if she dies. That's my biggest question the whole time. Like, does she like respond to TC like the con? You got to imagine it's similar to the con. Uh, I wonder. No, it wouldn't. Imagine what it was like, permadeath would be absolute GG's. Yeah, leaning into the GG. That'd be crazy. He's a regular old friendship now. Loser. It seems they didn't say anything about how the landmarks for the French would change, how, um, like anything else that the Jean d'Arc variant would would mix up and like what negatives the french civs would have for taking uh-huh. her i wonder if you have to because my brain is just going to warcraft 3 and it is do you have to build a building for her to respawn at and like mm. research a tech or something to get or, her to come back to life and like pay money for her to respawn and if she comes back she comes her if she comes back, is she back to level one? Does she have to go back to being a villager for a bit? Like, like how? Because in late game, that'd be horrible. I feel like that's, feel like that's nah, too much of a debuff. I, yeah. feel like I feel like she'll come back this same level. I mean, what if she like just drops down in like a level and has to get a little more experience to get back up and over? I, I, I don't know. Lots of, lots I feel of things like I wonder. In, where the con is uh, like automatic and it doesn't cost anything for the con to respawn. I wonder if they'll have like you have to pay to get Jean d'Arc mm. back. You know, you know, I thought about actually in the campaign, when you lose a hero unit, you got to like, you have to like revive, revive you have to revive, but you have to get revived. It's it's hilarious. Okay. If you lost her, like enemy territory, that'd be, nah, that'd be funny, dude. That'd be some troll <laughs> moments. <laughs> like where she's like in prison, you gotta break her out. <laughs> like, yeah. That would be lead a campaign to break out Jean d'Arc. Yeah, dude. That that yeah. I I feel like I I wouldn't. I I feel like that wouldn't be so out of left field if she just went down and you like had to make a couple break off a couple units just to revive well, her. And then I guess the one well, the one that thing would be I have crazy. That's like a that's like a when you think about map control, area control for a sieve, and you know your opponent's hero unit is down on the field. That is certainly something that you can instruct your villagers and all of your military to yeah, defend. rally on yeah. or should I, or should I, she have like a little countdown, like a little cool down or cool down and come like, back. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I, I'm really curious. Oh, and then I think Bill, you mentioned something very important here is like, what are the negative, what are the other changes to the sieve? Cause is it just French plus Joan Arc? Cause then why would anyone ever pick French then when you can just have right. Joan Arc? And if she does die permadeath then you're just back to being French. Like, I mean, there's gotta be other things to it that is not being shown 
on ageempires.com right now. They haven't announced everything to that because which is a little perplexing because Ayubids gave us a pretty good breakdown of what to expect that's different. Yeah, yes. uh, we can move into them. I, I mean, I understand why they wouldn't say like, okay, and here are the trade-offs for <laughs> this yeah. that we're going to ask you to buy. Um, There's got to be more yeah. to it. Maybe they don't get, I wonder if like some of the, and I, I kind of have to go back to what makes French currently special, right? So maybe some of the cannons they have or some of the different things that are different or more powerful. Maybe the they don't villager get. production time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe that's back gone. To normal. Yeah. Those are small um, no, things. no bonuses, no like influence bonus for the keeps, for the keeps. with production buildings around I it. I bet that's the case. I would be willing to almost bet money that that's the case. And that makes you, that would make me very much consider, okay, that, that would very much change the style of play then, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. bet that's, I bet that's it, actually. That, that sounds like it'd be on the money. All right, well, that does leave us to Ayubids, uh, the variant of Age Empires IV's Abbasid Dynasty civilization. Now made available with the Sultan's Ascend expansion. Mortar now. Um, this is pretty cool. So the Ubids possess powerful camel cavalry that lay waste to enemy armies. Uh, so it says, uh, while they're imposing siege weapons, flattened defenses. I've already seen some funny memes about the, uh, the siege units that are coming in. Uh, oh, man. So the House of Wisdom. So Abbasid is, is so we already talked about them today. Abbasid is known for the House of Wisdom being the one landmark that with different wings. And then they usually go multiple TCs and just boom with lots of villagers. That is a very typical Abbasid style of play. Um, the House Wisdom for the Ayubids selects between two powerful bonuses at each wing when advancing to the next age. The remaining wings will then increase their bonuses for the next age selection, offering endless strategic possibilities. Some present immediate value, while others bring long-term investment opportunities. Uh, order now for your bars of gold. Gold will never stop being valuable. Order now. Um, <laughs> sorry. The, the major strength of the Ayubids is the ability to adapt their House of Wisdom to fit their needs. Um, the units feature a unique roster brimming with tricky abilities. Early on, the Desert Raider causes confusion, blah, 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 blah. We'll get to the rest of this. So let's, let's look at the actual changes. So there's a couple new units. Um, let's start with the Desert Raider. Wielding with bow. Uh, this, this is huge because this makes me think that the Samurai might be a sword and bow unit as well. Because Desert Raiders are the first units in the game now to wield both bow and sword. A versatile camel unit available at both the archery range and the stable. That's kind of cool. That's the first unit I can think of that's available at both types of oh, yeah. uh, buildings. Mm-hmm. You should read that. That's pretty cool. Uh, the Desert Raider is capable of quickly switching between ranged and melee combat stances, a powerful trick for mastering a dynamic battlefield. I bet it's probably like the way Roost ships can change. I like if, if it was immediate, that would be, be insanely too overpowered. I'm betting it's a little yeah. switch with a cooldown and or maybe it costs like a little bit of wood or gold, depending on what you're switching into. I, I would guess that's something similar is probably how it'll work, or at least it takes time to switch enough time that you have to really decide what you want to commit to. And I'm betting whichever you build them out of, like if you build out of the archer range, I bet they start out having a bow. And a sword if you mm-hmm. pull them out of the, uh, that makes sense, the, yeah. the cavil, the stable. Yeah. Most definitely, that makes sense. But that's sweet. I mean, that makes me think that Samurai might have the same ability too. I, I, that's a completely I mean, speculative, but that makes me think it's now possible. They've announced it. It's definitely something that's a new mechanic in the game now. It makes sense. I mean, the Japanese, during that time frame, they were like some of the best archers like in the land. So like, and their Samurais most definitely. Like if you play, um, you know, uh, like Ghost of Tsushima or something, you start, I don't know if you might know about that, but it's like, you know, uh, you play that, you start really realizing like, how impactful the Japanese archers were 
you know, samurais, a lot, a lot of samurais were archers. Hmm. So like, yeah, I, I would, that's most, that, that's a we'll valid to, assumption. For we'll sure. have to keep an eye on that. But Desert Raider is a new unit. It's in that. I'm pretty stoked about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've talked about like, how do you balance a unit that can go between ranged and melee? Uh-huh. Um, had to be a cool, had to be a cool down. That, that comes with like a lot of, a lot of questions for balance. Um, uh-huh. And it puts the unit, I mean, of course, I really don't think the change is going to be instant because that really restricts. Uh, it either makes the unit basically overpowered, or you have to nerf it so that it's worthless. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Can you come over the horizon with desert raiders and you see a bunch of spearmen? You're just like, oh, oh, okay. They're shooting. They're shooting bows. Power camel archers. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that exactly. would be rough. And I, I still don't think like. When it comes to Roos water, I don't think like the benefits that Roos has on water is completely balanced. Yeah. Um, with ships that can transform into other ships, it's an interesting idea, but it really does kind of ruin the water balance. And it's a little bit because one-sided because it's also it, it, economic units. It'd be like turning villagers into like men at arms. That could be cool. That could be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> if you can turn vills into men at arms, but you can't turn them back into vills, that's a really interesting de- design choice because yeah. you are giving up your future economy for, for men at arms right now. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Imagine raiding. Imagine raiding a civilization. They all just turn them into. I can see. I can just feel Thanos yeah, frothing run out his English, his no... English build with like tons of villagers that would just immediately turn to men at arms. They turned. <laughs> they turned to men at arms, but. They're trying to defend, and you just run away, and then they have two villagers left. Yeah, and what that's I, all their eco right now. Yeah, but what like, I would I'm, assume. Why not? Do you think? I was going to get back to like the roos um, on water, because, especially on uh, like Golden Heights, Four Lakes, where there's multiple small ponds where you can put fishing ships, like one on each fish node, and just be fine teleporting the fish. And if your dock gets burned down, doesn't matter. You still collect the fish. Yeah. If uh, your opponent docks on that pond, oh, you can just immediately turn those fishing ships into like one spring old, one archer ship and mm-hmm. bully them off immediately. So, so units mm-hmm. that can transform, um, I'm a little hesitant about. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they can think roots on water. I kind of think the same way they balance roots and water, they might balance desert raiders. They're probably going to be pretty expensive. Like, I can assume they're going to be pretty expensive. It's like roots. Like, roots ships are, like, a decent amount more expensive than, like, a regular, like, their fishing ships are, like, maybe 40 more wood than, like, a regular, um, any other regular fishing ships. Yeah, they can be converted, but you always, you never really have that mass because you can get out double amount. Like, by the time, yeah, like, First of all, when you convert your fishing ships into military ships, you lose all that food. Like all those fishing ships now, like you you don't know you're no longer fishing on water. So there's a risk. So like, yeah, you can convert from fishing ships to military ships immediately. But if you lose, yeah, but if you you win, true, true, that's very true. But if you lose on water, like say you lose those military ships, now you lost your military ships and your fishing ships. Like and now, like you're pretty much barren. 
Which, right, which is why more... I was saying this is really good on like four lakes or golden heights where there's a tiny pond. Oh, it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. Alt lake, but it's there's something good, where right. there is back and forth. There's multiple docks going to be thrown down. People throwing docks down in four lakes on, mm-hmm. you know, one of, one of your lakes trying to get you off of fishing. They just can't. Uh, Ruth can defend against that. Um, and Ruth also is good for, you know, there's good like Mongols and Ottoman builds where you drop a barracks immediately, you build spears and you just run to water and torch down the enemy dock to start it off. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then, then build your own dock and scale off of that where Roost doesn't care. You torch down their dock. They're still getting the fishing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Like I just like, all I see is like, so I look at the Lodia fishing boat and it's literally double it is like so most fishing boats are 75 wood roost is 150 wood just for a fishing ship mm-hmm. so like like i would assume that that would translate a little bit over into the uh Abyssin desert raider i'm sure like because like i mean any camel unit for the Abyss is pretty expensive uh-huh like they're right. pretty expensive so i would assume that how they because right now of course it's not so op like he's being to switch your you know just basically switch to pretty much counter your counter immediately but i would assume that i like what like I don't know if you'd better go back and forth. I would assume there'd be a cooldown, and I also assume these units would be hard to match up, especially early game because they are so expensive. Because a lot of times when you go camel, like you go camel archers, anytime you're playing Abyssin, you see them going camel archers early. You kind of know like okay, they're kind of like in this age for a little bit. Like they they this is a very expensive unit. Mm-hmm. Like you know like so with Desiraters, I'm gonna assume they're gonna be. Probably more expensive. I'm, I'm gonna assume he's gonna replace the camel riders, the desert raiders, because mm-hmm. camel riders are pretty much like, yeah, you know, they're they're pretty much like you know the the camel knights or whatever. But uh, yeah, so I'm guessing it'll be the new and camel camel riders are they they're not you don't see them that much because they're not necessarily bad. You know, they're just expensive and they're hard to mess up and they do nullify cavalry, but on a like they just they're just they so have a very narrow like use case. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So like I, I would assume that like you know we always still got the actual stats on desert raiders. It could be I'm sure these things don't like you know their attack. They don't do too much damage. You know maybe opposed to the other unique unit of the I'm not gonna spoil you have the Ubits another another unique unit. But I'm pretty sure these are gonna probably serve more of a purpose rather than like define like define most of your military. They're probably gonna be something you throw in with your lancers or. Something like that. I, I don't see this being like the main bulk of your army, based on expense. Man, I, I'm just I'm just envisioning trying to counter this unit, and the frustration you're going to deal mm-hmm. with when you try and get <laughs> like, oh no, it's a raider. Okay, he's got the sword. Let me get some there spears out. To be a time for them to yeah. ready up. I feel like there's going to be a time. Like, yeah. It's going to be like five seconds for them to switch at least. And there's got to be a cost related to it too. Like, I, or maybe there's not. I don't know. Yeah, it could be a time cost, yeah. honestly. Right. Yeah. I feel like these guys might take more damage. Cause like, I mean, if they because like what are they one thing I'm I'm assuming these guys are mainly cavalry over archer. Cause like if they do like if they switch to bows, are they now technically camel archers now? Like, cause like, cause camel archers get countered by like longbow man, like archers. Like they, mm-hmm. they don't really get countered, but they take a lot of right, damage. They have like no ranged armor. Yeah, they, they have like no ranged armor. armor. So yeah, I wonder yeah, like, how their stats change when they yeah. swap over. 
Yeah. If they do, like, what if Deserators are just, what if they have no range armor? This will be the first unit that benefits from every single uh, uh, Black upgrade, Earth. Blacksmith upgrade. Yeah, because you'll get the melee and ranged oh, attack yeah, bonuses. That's true. <laughs> this seems gonna be expensive. This, it's this gotta be. be it's got. And it's gotta be pretty good still. I, I imagine a small group of those. I imagine getting these in mass would be just a death sentence. But anyways, oh, yeah, enough yeah, on the yeah. enough on the raiders. We've yeah. got two other really unique things. Um, we'll start with the uh, the big Chad, uh, the Tower of the Sultan. <laughs> this thing, this thing is. You know how I've been complaining for a long time that siege towers need to be cool again. Um, this is the big brother to the. the this is the kind of. There's, oh, there's like the Daniel and the cooler Daniel. This is the cooler Daniel. The Tower of the Soul fires arrows while ramming down buildings, costing immense amounts of resources to produce. This lumbering siege weapon demolishes enemy cities and is extremely difficult to take down. This is the Tower Elephant. This is the big bad elephant. The great, for the great bombard. Great, the great bombard, bombard, but, but exactly. uh, ram. Exactly. I was going to say, this is the same sort of design yeah. principle of the Great Bombard, which is one of my favorite units. I'm, buff, I'm pumped to, uh, to play around with the Tower of the Sultan. Uh, I'm curious how springles work against it. Will springles work really well against it, or do you need to have push damage? I, I like, think what's... that had... that's kind of sprinkled against rams. Springles aren't great against uh, rams. They're like great. not great. They do hmm. decent damage, but they don't get that full bonus against siege. Like yeah, they do torch, against torch damage is really the way feet. to go against that. And the only things that do I torch damage are torch damage. the only things that do torch damage are are spears, villagers, and. I think men at arms. Do that, they do torch or do they just melee? The I know spears that s- spears do torch arm. damage. Spears okay. I'm, or, or no, that might be maybe not against rams. Maybe that's only I think against. They used to in the campaign. I think, yeah, I they used they to. It they, they still do. Yeah. Spears, spears and men at arms still do uh, torch damage to buildings. Most units do, but yeah, the right. rams. But I think it's spear. only. I think it's only villagers now that do torch. That's why everyone does villagers yeah. on rams. And maybe scouts. Maybe scouts. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, I think just villagers mm. pull out the co- Molotov cocktails. I played the campaign recently, uh, playing through the Roos campaign, and I was surprised to see that, yeah, the Spears men-at-arms would pull out torches against all Siege. That used to be the case, and then they reworked Siege. When they reworked yeah. Siege, they changed how some of that works. Yeah, that this makes is sense. Basically just, it's like a giant... This is like the mix of like a tower elephant meat... Tower, like a large war tower elephant... But like siege in the way of a bombard, this is, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a very. I mean, they make this thing sound. I mean, they literally says immense amounts of resources to produce. So, yeah, but it yeah, also sounds like you get one it. of these. This is like the Grand. Like you guys know in Lord of the Rings, are like Grand, Grand. They've got the big, huge like ram that's like this big like animal flaming breath that like breaks the doors down to the Minas Tirith and they get in that way. <laughs> this is the Grand of the game, I think. I mean, this thing is okay. massive. <laughs> I heard it's way, but people that play tested, I heard it's way bigger than it seems. Like it's yeah. like huge, like <laughs> exaggeratedly big. Like people are like, I mean, this, this thing, is kind of goofy this looking. Thing this thing looks huge. like bigger than a town center. I mean, it, it, I'm looking at the picture of it right now, and it does look pretty big. Like, I mean, look how small those pyramids look compared to. It is that. super <laughs> tall. It's probably the tallest huge. unit in the game by like miles. It's bigger than a, it's bigger than a House of Wisdom. It's like shadowing the House of Wisdom. Like this thing's huge. Oh, I'm excited that, for it. And it shoots arrows. The fact that it shoots it. arrows out as well is super cool. Man. Tower of the that Sultan. Is, Dude. This. It's like uh it's like Siege Tower. It's like uh, you know, like looking at this thing, Tower of the Sultan. It's like, don't worry, like, you know, is that what your girl said to worry about? 
This is the one you should worry about. This one is the one you got to be a little worried about. The siege tower you should be worried about. This guy right here. Yeah. It's like gun. And if that's not enough, uh, they also have camel lancers. Yeah. And this is a really cool mechanic. This is dope. The camel lancer has a tactical charge which deals more damage the further it travels before impact. Charging more frequently and from farther away than the lancer it replaces. That is a cool mechanic. The longer That's a charge, and that relies. That means you also have to have good vision, right? Because you can't really charge. You don't see where they are at, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a scout on a pair of scout. Yeah, with it. But that's a cool tactic. The more damage, the longer you can charge. I. That's just really cool to me. That that's a really cool idea in so general. I wonder if the counter is with spearmen, if the charge into like the braced spears does more damage to the camel lancer. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if that's reversed. Okay, that's pretty good. That'd be that'd be interesting right there. Yeah, I bet spears are gonna play. spears have if to you shred could, like, these things. Spears like in place to block the charges. That's that's that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that right there. I mean, the camel lancer. I'm. This is probably the thing I'm most excited about. I just want to know. Like, I wonder if like if this is going to fully replace lancers. Right. Eventually. Well. Well. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah, it's like, you know, it does, but yeah, in general. Yeah, I would assume I would assume for this variant for the the AU bits, like it would uh, just one hundred percent like there would be no more regular lancers. Like this is like going to fully dive into like uh, just more more camel usage because even the the desert raiders and you're riding camels, uh, which I'm going to assume uh, replaces the um oh, I can't think of the name the camel riders mm-hmm. and the camel lancers are going to replace the lancers or is going to be an additional unit to the lancers no it says here it says here uh that it does more damage than the lancer it replaces so i'm pretty sure that there you you have no lancers they are just camel lancers that's cool does more damage i wondered like more of a glass cannon like less armor but higher dps yeah i'm guessing because it says it charges more frequently because you know knights have a cooldown on their charge i bet this has much more i'm betting this is the kind of unit that pro players are going to love because it sounds more micro intensive that's what I was thinking. Maybe mm-hmm. like a button, like actual, like you like put like maybe press F and it'll like start to charge. You actually implement maybe, a charge. Maybe that might be the case, huh? Uh, like, I think yeah, it'll I, definitely I be seen. like, this is definitely, we've talked about how some civs reward uh, better micro and better like APM for different mm-hmm. things. This is going to be the kind mm-hmm. of, this seems like a kind of unit that would reward players for having good micro, which is a thing yeah. that some very high level players have complained about, right? That, well, I like having more, like this is why those age two guys who get really mad that there's not enough micro in the game. This is the solution right here. Well, if you want to get good at it, you could, but it might be a glass can. It might be really yeah. hit and miss, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude, and these dude, these camels look so dope. Like yeah, these camels cool. look way, these camels look sweet. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like I love my yes, yeah, I, mean, I love I love the Abbasi Dynasty, but the Ubis are looking cute. I gotta say, they look these pretty they look pretty good sweet. in yellow too. They look <laughs> pretty looking, good in yellow. They look so dope in yellow, dude. These things, these guys right here. Just make the adversaries look like nerds. Like these guys look dope. Like, well, and you know, there's going to be trade-offs, though, right? There will be yeah, trade-offs. Of course, okay. that, that's how that's what people really got to test. That's where all the testing going to come into play. See, like where, because they clearly like. I was watching um uh, Age of Noob, and he said that just like these like these variants make like make him not want to play the old ones that much. But he think maybe just because they're like shiny and new. I think they're sure shiny and new. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think he said because they're shiny and new because, like, they're still, they're, they want some type of 
how they're trying to replace the original civilization. They just want, you know, variants. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be some trade-offs. I mean, probably the way you, the way the, the, the wings level up and everything, it, it's got to come with some type of trade-off. It may not be as dynamic or maybe even too dynamic. It's like, I'm pretty sure this is a star's rating as far as like difficulty of these. This one this feels like game. a uh, two or three to me. Yeah, this feels, yeah, like, it feels a little bit harder yeah. than the, the camera. The camel lancers needing to be very highly micro intensive yeah. to me makes me think that's going to be very difficult to execute. This player feels more premium. Yeah, like where like if you're if you're if you're a highly skilled player and you're good with this type of stuff, you're going to do really well. But like it's going to take a minute to really get them online. Yeah, because all these units right. we've deduced have to be very expensive in some ways or have mm-hmm. very high trade offs. I mean, camel lancers are not yeah. going to be cheap. They're going to be lancers, and then they're going to be glass definitely. cannons. We think. Uh, the Tower of the yeah. Sultan is going to be this massive behemoth. You're, it's going to be like an elephant. You're not going to be able to buy many of them. Uh, the Desert mm-hmm. Raiders, probably pretty expensive to swap between the two at the time. Probably not going to be able to mass tons of those. Um, I would definitely say this is definitely. A, and, and I would say one cool thing about this is the variant sieve. The, uh, Jeanne d'Arc d- feels like a different sieve in many ways uh, because it'll lose some of the French things and it'll have or she'll play very differently. This sieve, this variant feels like a completely different sieve almost. Uh, oh, that yeah, this, comes, this that comes really to light different. very much with the House of Wisdom. Yes. So the economic wing now, all the wings work differently. The economic wing now, you choose between growth and industry at the economic wing. So if you select mm-hmm. growth, it'll give you a group of villagers, while industry provides a shipment of wood. Mm. That's very interesting, right? Because okay. that, that, yeah, I mean, that's that seems like a one-time kind of reward as opposed to you know as opposed to getting yeah, enduring almost things. like a vizier point it feels like like yeah. you use it and like it gets you a good little like almost like an underdog and then you kind of just go you know just do with it as you will but it's mm-hmm. not really like you know well, that also I do like that. This, this also means that some of those texts that abbasid are known for will not be in this see now that this right there sieve. is gonna be tough for me so it's You're gonna right, be yeah. very different this is a different yeah. sieve when you not think I, I almost variants are almost the wrong way to look at it this almost is a different sieve Feels um, like, this thing's nothing like the original episode. Yeah, military. Choose between reinforcements and master smiths at the military wing. Reinforcements will regularly produce desert raiders at the House of Wisdom, while selecting master smiths will instantly research blacksmith technologies. That's crazy. Dude, imagine that, you don't have any blacksmith technologies and you go into castle and just click that and boom. Two okay, layers of thing, text come up for you on all of them. Thing. That's popping up here. It says regularly produce desert raiders. Is it like a some like a military school? Probably, like they just probably, kind of produce probably like that. Yeah, that's what I okay. imagine. Okay, okay, that's kind or of dope too. If you haven't built a blacksmith and you're going into castle and you haven't gotten any of those upgrades, boom, you just got two layers of that, everything. Like that, boom, boom, that boom, boom. One sounds delicious. I mean, that both sounds both sound really good. Uh, culture yeah, wing. Choose between advancement and logistics at the culture wing. Selecting advancement is both cheaper and faster to age up with. Whereas logistics will produce a group of dervishes at the House of Wisdom and empower their unique ability, mass heal. Now, this is something we got to talk about more. These dervishes. Yeah. These I don't know much guys right here. But. These guys right here look like some game changers. If you ask me, I mean, they're like they're like horse imams. You know, like like horse look like auto like, imam. Like mass heal implies yeah. that it's yeah. like AOE heal. Uh huh. Now, I was wondering, like, now, is, is it just like how it is with the Ottomans? Or you get like two of them and then like kind of got a micro and keep them alive? Or like, can you actually start producing these? Like that well, I mean, same effect. With the Ottomans, uh, after you choose that Vizier point, future Imams also have oh, AOE. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's. I uh, these, these things. I don't know why I'm like. I heard this. I heard the eight bits are. It's seven new units. Like there's uh-huh. something not showing. Like it's seven total, I believe. So like, trade so... wing. Trade wing. Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish out and we can go back to the. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah, uh, for Trade sure, wing. Sure. Choose between the bazaar and advisors at the trade wing. Selecting the bazaar will unlock the ability to hire units and purchase resources from neutral merchants that arrive at the House of Wisdom. And choosing advisors will produce a group of Adabeg advisors, which can garrison in any military production building to improve the units trained there. Now that to improve the units trained there, that jeez, yeah. What about so improve? Like, what does that mean? Like improve better how? stats, better stats. You know, dude. They, like, I feel like this the, the A bits in itself is going to be just so much to explore. Like, I feel like as far as like pro play, the way this civilization plays. There'll be so much conversation and so many like different strategies and builders around this. Just the way these wings are set up. This is going to provide so much content and so much just like it's almost exploration with this new set. Because like, I mean, all these gritty details as far as like, you know, it's a lot of things that are kind of just not they're like not really vaguely, but like, you know, exactly, like, you know, garrison up into military uh, buildings to improve units train there, like improve how like like and I like. I was in my head automatically to production speed, but it says improve, not you know, speed of production. So yeah, this is about to be. I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. I, I heard the trade when people think it might be a little OP because I heard yeah, it's you can get it's really, really crazy. Well, and again, I, th- I, th- I think I think it's safe to assume that the the day this sieve is not going to have three TCs and like a million bills. I, yeah, I don't think that's how this is going like to play yeah. at all. In fact, I don't Most even know definitely. this. Uh, this might not even be a two TC kind of sieve. For all we know, this might be a you, one TC. I, it looks like thing. you don't have you don't have to go two TC. Is looking like you could just uh, you could like I feel like economic wing, which I I would probably say is probably still the most popular wing. Like that, even though uh, with the probably I don't know the most recent update the least, or the one prior, but the uh, economic wing was like pretty much the wing that everyone went going in the feudal. Now, mm-hmm. like now you can go military wing or culture wing. And like that is like a you get viable build orders and strategies by going or up. trade depending on the map. Yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah like, on trade Boulder wing, Bay. Like, yeah. I've got a great I've got a great win rate on Boulder Bay going trade wing. Open. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know a lot of people who swear by trade wing too. Mm-hmm. So the Abyssin man, that's why they're the goat civilization. <laughs> like they're just so dynamic. I'm learning. I'm realizing. Hey, we have yet to oh, see no, Order of the Dragon. The yeah, we haven't true. seen. That's we haven't true. seen Order of the Dragon. We haven't seen Zuji's legacy. We still haven't seen entirely what's so much. Byzantines and you Japanese. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? We're so hooked on these variants. We're forgetting that we got two brand new sets. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's no, crazy. Focused on this, and I'm like, oh yeah, the Byzantines and the Japanese, Japanese. Like, as well. And like, like I was uh, like you know, I was watching a uh, Beastie Cutie. He was like, oh yeah, and you guys are forgetting like the Japanese and like the Byzantines are like completely different. Like mm-hmm. they're like this, not even like this. Like it's a night and day. It's almost like I heard. I think it's talking about the Byzantines or yeah, but like it's almost like Mali and different, like no units are the same, like, oh, wow. like hmm. yeah, like it's like, it's a whole, these like, we're so hooked on these. And I like how they're rolling up the variants first. Cause we're so, we're so we're happy on these variants. It, yeah. And then we're like, Oh shoot. Wait, Japanese. Wait, what the, what are these? Like, we don't know. We they, got do? they just gave us like teasers. Yeah. 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 Like we, yeah. we just got, we don't, we still don't have no details on what the units are called, what they're going to do anything. And, I, and it's, I, I will, I will commend 
the rollout of this. They're, they're rolling this out like an anticipated the album. Weekly, like that. The weekly, like, I mean, at first it was kind of slow rolling, but now that we're getting a weekly update with neck of a no sieve, like this is this is getting exciting. And honestly, I'm looking really. at the list of all the sieves. We started with eight civilizations. We started oh, with English, do. French, Abbasid, Chinese, Holy Roman Empire, Mongols, Delhi, and Rus. Eight. We are doubling this with the, if you count like the variants, this is, we are now at double that with Malians, Ottomans, oh, Japanese, Byzantines, Order of the Dragon, Zuji's Legacy, Jeanne d'Arc, and Ab- Ayubids. That's yeah. double. We're getting double. And I will frankly say, I mean, Jeanne d'Arc seems a little bit more tame, a little bit more tame compared to, to the difference with the Ayubids. It's still different enough. Well, no, it is. I don't know. I, I think, think, I think, I think Jones is like the most different. Hero unit. A hero to, unit? I mean, it is, I mean, I suppose like the rest of the Civ like has the same units, right? Similar units. With, she's got her little posse that's different. But I mean, even still, I would say she, this is a totally different Civ, though. It. Yeah. So I definitely see why you call it a variant because it still is French at heart. But really, mm-hmm. all these are going to play like completely new civilizations as far as gameplay yeah, goes. There you bitch. They, these, I'm, these guys seem like a whole new, like, I mean, even like. I view, I don't really, I'm not even viewing these really as even a variant. I think it really sounds really similar is the House of Wisdom. No, it is like, like six new civs. Yeah, yeah it this really is like is. a whole new civilization because like these, like when I look at this, it, look, it doesn't really look like the Abbasids like that. I guess besides... And we, the, I know, the, I know the, at one point buildings. we were saying, I think we said at one point, like, because people were upset with the names and stuff and like, oh, Jean d'Arc's not a civ. And we were like, well, it's going to be French dash Jean d'Arc. I'm going to, I'm going to say we were wrong on that one. These are just completely different. I think we're wrong, different. yep. These are completely different civs. But at the same time, screw the naming convention. I don't care. Jean d'Arc is a nah, civilization now. It, it's, yeah. it's, it is a variant of French. I think that is fair to say, but it, mm-hmm. it's going to be completely different. And frankly, this is going to make the game feel so fresh. I mean, in the, in the span of a year and a half, we are doubling the number of civs in this game. Oh, the future I mean, that, that's the game amazing. Bright. It's bright, boys. The future's bright. Put on your frames. Put on your hey, I would not be surprised if we saw variants your, for every uh, sim. Hard desert biome. Exactly. Damn. Damn, we got new biomes. And it's, 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 they didn't really talk about the new maps yet either. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm so excited about that. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm yeah, new waiting maps. New maps. Down. I'm hearing yeah. that. I'm turning maps coming in. Yeah, they've been people. They've been people playing this. Want to see George? Want to see all? Oh man. Oh man, I can't oh, wait. Oh, there's more. Uh, uh, I, I saw oh, somewhere. I saw a report that there's a new mango for Ubids uh, as well called the Manjanique, yep. uh, which yep. switches out its rock projectiles for flaming shots with a larger area of effect. Dude, that sounds insane. Sounds amazing. This this this, this is a new save. I'm not even say it's even a variant. It's 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 this one. Right, this sounds like a new save. If, if Jean Dark is a variant, this one is like yeah, this is different. like 100 new. And I keep I keep hearing like. The Order of the Dragon is even more insane. Like the China, like, I'm, I'm just so like, excited like, for, so excited for like, Order of the Dragon. Oh, dude, the Order of Dragon might be my most hyped up one too. I'm like a lot of you. At the same like, time, they, I'm they, just they super excited sweet. to learn Byzantines and learn Japanese. Like I am, ah, gosh. And the funny thing is, I'm still, I still haven't learned a build order for Malians yet. Dude, this means civilization. <laughs> I still don't even know how to play efficiently. I, know, I, feel I like still don't know every day. I still don't know how to play a good Mongol <laughs> game. I still don't know how to play a good uh, Delhi game. Dude, Delhi, I'm like a child. Like, I'm like my first time playing this game, playing Delhi. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, exactly. I can play, I can passively play English, French, HRE, and Chinese, and Ottomans. Chinese, but I'm bad too. I still, I, there's still half the sips I haven't played. I, I would still need to learn how to play a Roos one of these days with even more so options. Much oh, it's, this is, we're in such a good spot. What a, what a time to be alive, boys. What a time. All righty. Well, I think we have uh, hyped ourselves out here. Shall we take a quick break and come back and talk about some Reddit posts? 
Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Cool. And we'll be right back. And now, a word from our sponsors. With all the excitement of new civilizations and variant civilizations on the horizon, you may be feeling overwhelmed with both joy and enthusiasm. But many players have also felt a deep and gripping fear in the face of the unknown. Namely, what strategies will work with the addition of six new factions? Hello, I'm Professor Lancelot with the Royal Knight Institute, and I'm here to help you navigate this great wide unknown. We here at the Knight Institute have been working tirelessly around the clock to provide the latest and greatest in cavalry and equestrian solutions. We are pleased, therefore, to announce that after much testing, charging, and shouting on the battlefield, that our tried-and-true three-step process for battlefield victory is still relevant and still effective to a maximum degree. Please enjoy this free consultation from the brilliant minds behind the Royal Knight Institute and the geniuses of www.morenights.com. First, select your nearest stable, or perhaps you have a litany of stables you can select all at once, you scoundrel you. Second, spam the W key on your keyboard, or if you are a veteran of the game, such as myself, spam Shift W to queue up multiple knights at once. Third, receive your knights in as little as 20 seconds, and then send them off in pairs to decimate your enemy. It's simply that simple. For further consultations, I exhort you to visit www.morenights.com and let the brilliant minds behind the Royal Knight Institute guide you to your enduring success. We are required to broadcast this following disclaimer, that www.morenights.com is not liable for the mishandling of your knights and for the loss of your knights due to spears, town center fire, and cannon emplacements, or even perhaps you sneezing and somehow hitting the delete unit button on your keyboard will not be reimbursed by the Royal Knight Institute or www.morenights.com. All right, all right, all right. I'm here. Yes, sir. I'm back. All okay. right. Oh, man. I just want November to come already. Dude, taking way too long. Like, a, like, I mean, like, the game is, the game is still in the great spot. Like, I'm still Honestly, liking... Get the Xbox version. Just do that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. Honestly, I have perspective on the game for a little bit. Yeah, I have I have an Xbox Series X, so I should just go Honestly, play, go die, download it. I think yeah. I'm going to keep learning Ottomans. That's been doing it for me. Ottomans has oh, been Ottomans way fun. Ottomans so fun. They're I was so playing, fun. I was playing with Jeremy. They made a resurgence. I was playing with Jeremy for a bit, and we swapped, and I played Ottomans once because I wanted to try it out. And I, I had a blast. I was like, this is so fun. Dude, they're, they're, they're legit, Sid, man. Dude, they're like, like I've been watching, I've been watching more AOE lately. Watched a lot of Aussie Drongo. And dude, he's like loving the Ottomans, man. That uh, fast Imperial strategy, mm-hmm. like a lot. Of, I, I like their trying, fast like, make castle a lot too. I like their fast castle because you still have units. Oh yeah, Ottomans, man, they're legit, man. They were they kind of fell underneath the radar a little bit, 
Right. The, but the I feel like the Mollings are kind of falling off I think, a little I bit. I think Beastie had a, a, a sieve tier chart recently. Uh, I saw it on Reddit. And I think Ottomans were still like an A tier for him. Like still up there. I think Roos and okay. uh, Roos. Because I thought for a while that Ottomans were like pretty low on the. Yeah. No, he had them. He had them up there. Up there, he had uh, the bottom tier was English and HRE. Then French was in C. French was in C, uh, along with that might have been. I think Delhi was up. He had a pretty good A. I mean, he had a large list of things that were in A. I think China was pretty low on there for him at the point, but he had uh, Mongols. Was I think it was Rus and Mongols were the top, and then and then the next tier was. Abba, uh, Ottomans. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Maybe China was up there. I forget, but at a couple of those. Just like, he's like the top. Malians were up there. Malians were A still. So, so yeah. Well, I, I, Ottomans, like, I feel like Ottomans have been pretty good across the board for a while. I get my ass kicked by them all the time. Yeah, I, I, I play pretty defensive civs. I mean, actually, I feel like HRE is a rough go about it, but I'm usually pretty good at getting enough units and fielding. I mean, if you... So, Ottomans have a later feudal timing for their pressure, just because it does take longer for the military schools to actually kick in. Uh Um, You pressure them with, like, men-at-arms. Ottomans have no answer to feudal age men-at-arms. Ottomans have to fast castle with HRE. That was what I was telling Jeremy. I was was working with him, and I was like, you know, I was like, you gotta... You just gotta match the fast castle, because once I get... Once I start fielding men-at-arms in any kind of serviceable number... You just got nothing for heavy units. You got to get up to castle mm-hmm. to get the crossbows going. Because once you get the crossbows coming out of the military schools, then then it's over for HRE if you can get them up fast yeah. enough. Alrighty. Yeah. My fault. I'm tapped in. Um, we've got some Reddit posts. Not too many today. Uh, I figured most of our discussion, and rightfully so, would be talking about uh, the Ubids and uh, Jean d'Arc and all the other things we've been talking about. But I've got some fun ones. First one is a... Uh, <laughs> this one's from Fitzbro, and I, I just... I just had to, to show it. Uh, it's just a post of him playing uh, in that. I think it was in that tournament you were talking about, Beal. But he did it from his hot tub with a controller. Uh, he had a little like blow up floaty hot tub pool and did a little outdoor hot door. So actually, he looks like he lives in a nice spot in the country. It looks really nice. But he's at a hot tub yeah, playing nice. his yeah. game. And I thought it was just yeah, really funny. Real <laughs> so, hey, they did. They did good content. Making money off of this Twitch thing is that where <laughs> it must be? Like, maybe, maybe I think he <laughs> might have his only Rams as well. You know, going on <laughs> only Rams, only Rams. Uh, but I thought that was really funny. Just, just I, I always, I, I know you had mentioned the tournament deal, and I just saw you playing Xbox. I was like, oh hey, you know, you can play Xbox in bed, and you can play your AOE in bed now if you really want. Uh, get the Xbox yeah. version. So, well, the thing with the Xbox version is it is so much easier to pull off a Wololo. Because the camera yeah. controls, it is slower to like pan over to where something oh is happening. <laughs> so you sneak monk over and throw up the wolalo, and it it's hard to get your vision wherever that's happening to move your villagers oh, whatever right, yeah. out of the range. Yeah. Yeah, it's like does everyone like wait to like really click the map on a controller? Like click there the is. Um there's like three buttons to do that. Like, oh, Blade brings up the mini map and like expands it. And yeah, put in the Konami code. Just to- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, right, I, yeah, I forgot difficult. to mention that Fitzbro in the clip I showed was a uh, wool lowing a group on his TC, so he managed it. Yeah, yes, a big yes. wool low. 
Yeah, that that that's good content. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I wanted to give credit. I I know I called out the AOE community, and I and I'm, I I act like I, we've got some kind of huge following. I know that the uh, Reddit posts forum for AOE is a lot bigger than our podcast. Uh, but I called everyone out on the the thread a while ago, saying there just weren't enough memes in this Reddit. Like, I come here for the memes, man. I want the AOE memes on top of the discussion. <laughs> I, I'm tired of all the discussion posts. Give me the memes, right? And uh, oh, yeah, to, my, to their credit, there are quite a couple of memes out here. Quite a couple, yeah. quite a couple. Um, so I, the next post is actually is a discussion one from Mock Hamill. We talked about some of his posts before. Shout out to him. Uh, he's pretty prolific out here, but he has Ottomans versus Mongols question. And I wanted to give this one to Beal because he's kind of been our resident Ottomans main. Uh, how should you yes, play sir. this matchup from the Ottoman perspective going into Mongols? I'm take, talking primarily about Dark Age and Feudal Age since the games against Mongols often are decided there, even when the actual loss comes in Castle Age. So do you go Dark Age military school or not? And when should you get military schools? What should you get with your first vizier point? Uh, which unit comp should you use, assuming that Mongols go for Keshik and archers? And then uh, should you go get a second TC? If so, when? And what is your goal in feudal against Mongols? That's a lot of questions, but I wonder if maybe Beal could give us some uh, some insight as to what he would do. Sure. Uh, yes, go Dark Age military school. 100%. Two, um, after you do scouting around your base for some extra sheep, uh, send your scout to the Mongols base, scout their Uvu, see if they're throwing down a barracks. If they do put down a barracks, put one down yourself. You'll be able to outproduce them, even with the like double production. You'll have the military school pumping spearmen and your barracks pumping spearmen, um, which should be able to deny any sort of tower push onto you. Uh, if they don't do that, then you don't need to build a barracks. Uh, first vizier point against uh, Mongols. Uh, it's it's a toss up between Imam and the Metter. I might put it on the Metter just because you're going to want the uh, additional army movement speed to start denying trade, assuming the Mongols go uh, silver tree. Uh, unit comp, uh, Sapahi Archer. They go Keshek Archer. That's fine. Um, you can throw some spears in the mix. Uh, you can also take a Vizier, give yourself Janissaries if the Keshek are being really impossible. Maybe have a couple of spears at your base. Uh, second TC, likely not because your goal in feudal against the Mongols is to shut down their trade and not let them scale economically off trade because your eco is in the military schools. Their eco bonus is going to be from the silver tree plus trade. So you shut that down. You maintain your eco advantage throughout the rest of the game. That was wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's, that was, that's probably got him. That's probably got him on payroll. That, that was, that was payroll. awesome. That was like an awesome. We, we need to get more questions. That could be a good segment on its own. Just like anyone who's got a question on a matchup, giving it to someone like one of us and seeing what we just go through the questions. That was that was expertly done, Beal. That was I'm very impressed. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the hundred matchups like Lucifron has. That but. was a good one. That was good. I, I mean, that, tell you, like, if mottos are, are your sieve. Still hey, trying to get there with Abbasid in English, but 
I feel like I got autos down for what you do against certain. That sieves. was awesome. See, I, that's the kind of talk. And I, I know what Jeremy, I think I, I, I'm talking about him a lot because I was working with him a lot this week when I was playing. Uh, like I was able to do that with him in HRE really well with Ottomans. And I was able to tell him, mm-hmm. like, here's what you got to do. And I told him, like, just fast castle, get some pressure while you can, like lock down my gold if you can. If not, like you're trying to slow me down, then contest the relics hit the castle, hit crossbows. Like I was able to kind of tell him what he needed to do to stop me. Cause I know how to stop myself, right? As HRE, I know what's going to kill me. Uh, exactly. yeah, that, 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 man, I need someone to do that for Mollians just entirely. I, I just need to, I need to go watch Lucifer Farms videos. I'm super excited about that. I keep mentioning it anyways. Next, next better post, but man, Beal, that was, that He's was impressive. Um, that's our guy. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could actually do that in games against Mongols. Knowledge and execution, of course, two different things still, but yeah. Hey, you gotta have one to, before you can get the other. Um, this is a meme coming up here. Uh, it's tell me you're from AOE2 without saying you're from AOE2. <laughs> and the picture is a town set with some farms and surrounding it is a perfect square of uh, houses and a gate. And it looks like someone like literally did just box in their, their town That's a center. golden gate. That's not a normal gate. Oh, it's a gate. golden gate. Yeah, it's a golden gate. Uh, it's beautiful. It's um, looks like, looks why, like one of these AOE2 nerds. This is, yeah, this is why I picked up AOE4 eventually because I really don't <laughs> Did not like, like the... Walling, yeah, it's pretty. You funny. don't like how much like walling is essential in AOE too. Um, between the palisades and house walls, I don't want to focus on that when I'm playing an RTS. Um, and I feel like AOE AOE two now, where it's developed to be, is very much about defending like your wood line with houses. Making yeah. sure there's no holes. Uh, because that just seems silly to me. Scouts and AOE two like do a decent amount of damage. Um, there's a reason why they get nerfed in AOE four to do like one damage to a vill. Because if you can sneak a scout in your opponent's base, I think you're doing like three or four damage a hit to a vill. Wow! And you can you can kill them pretty easily. Yeah, I forgot that. I forgot that scouts in this game used to be a bit better. They used to actually be able to pick yeah, off a lot. You yeah. really don't. A problem. And you know, it's a, they changed it so it does like one damage. And now it is so rare that a scout does anything other than maybe try and torch something down just to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh, I've got next. I've got my. Extra, I just remember my extra sheet. Also, I'm write down real wait. quick. Keep going. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. One quick thing is towers in AOE two outposts also cost stone, so you couldn't just go on wood and you know throw up some towers you can garrison in uh to defend yourself you had to invest in stone which was likely not part of your build order uh yeah nah that was different yeah i love what uh i like what uh on on this whole like wall of houses thing i do kind of like what laurel weaver top comment says this wallow but really even if this isn't a wall like an aoe2 those houses still force choke points that the enemy has to go through Makes a handful of spears able to defend against knights, which, you know, is true. It's true. Yeah. But true. Pathing this game is notoriously bad sometimes. But. But, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that walls are just a thing in this game and that they just and, work. Yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Like the, the whole farmer and TC is a lot bigger in AOE too, too, right? Like they are. They always get like farms around their TC. I, it's not about a program pro game. They'll have like they'll go on farms a lot quicker than in AOE four. Now is that a thing in AOE two? Like is I'm trying that to think because awesome? 
the dark age is it's interesting i love what aoe4 does to the dark age because the dark age in aoe2 is basically the same thing every time for every sieve mm-hmm. and it's okay. great that aoe4 has such a variance in its dark age also there are no sheep across the map in aoe2 so it's not yeah, like you're sending your out out got like rhinoceroses and stuff like that yeah no it is all about because you have a couple of boar near your town center so the mini game is to use a villager to bring a boar near your tc to kill it near the tc but if your town center arrow like fire kills the boar then it drops no meat so it's a Whoa. weird like balancing act of bringing the boar close to your tc without losing a vill and also without too close like a military unit killing the boar um there's that sounds hard i will give aoe too yeah it is some confidence that sounds hard a weird little micro game that the micro uh, aoe too does look so hard i don't think benefits anything strategically it's can you pull this off can you do you know what to do with the first like 24 bills um, and how to assign them? Yeah. Uh, and it's very similar across civilizations as well. Uh, we're in AOE four, like, Oh, there's a ruse in the game that automatically Two throws off my opening build order. Yep. Because I am going second scout. And I'm going to yeah. try and pick off my own deer and I'm going to have to do a couple things uh, differently. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and Dark Age for Ottomans is way different than Dark Age for Abbasid. Ah, so much different. And depending on the map, like Altai or Hill and Dale, maps where you can take deer early, that also changes your build order. Um, instead of going just for like seven on sheep, now you're like, okay, maybe I'm going six on deer, but I'm taking... Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the technology that gives you improved deer harvesting but that then requires you to take more on gold in dark uh and take straggler trees before you can drop a lumber camp so yeah aoe4 has a much more variable dark age which is really nice uh aoe2 is can you do these certain things correctly and there used to be um because you do get two boar that spawn near your town center, and that's like your early source of food. Um, it's called laming when you'd send a scout over and try to kill off the I'll villagers or like draw the boar away or something like that. Mm. Early game, like it was a uh, agreed upon that you wouldn't do that sort of thing. Oh, like no laming, like in the like tournament rule section, like just like a little unspoken rule. Kind of like how we don't right. do stone walls and yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Like if okay. you see a ladder from dropping stone walls and feudal, you're like, come on, man. Excuse me? Come on, we're simple. Excuse me, Exactly, yeah. exactly not. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, learn a little bit more. Yeah, because I, I, I've i been trying to play AOE 2 not too long ago. I was like, oh, let me see how this, I'll play some AOE 2. And, uh, dude, I was on it for like 30 seconds. I was like, dude, I don't know what is going on. Where's the food at? Where are the sheep? It holds such a special place in my heart, but I just don't see myself going back. Now I uninstalled it. I just just want to just not be that guy and not to know what I'm talking about. I hear the call every now and then because it is like I did grow up with it. It is still a really good game. It sounds really nostalgic to me. I'd like to, like, get my Mayan build going again. Um, they're really fun to play with but it is like 
the Dark Age is way more stagnant in that game compared to mm-hmm. AOE 4. And the fact that once you get above what would be like Gold 3 AOE 4, you need to start building house and like tiny palisade walls to defend mm-hmm. villagers in the early game. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I just... uh. It's not as fun, like that style of play. And even watching, I'll watch some tournaments, even with like some of the bigger EGC TV stuff they did. They did like the, the age two matchups as well. And I watched age one, age two matchups, and I just I couldn't get into them as easily. It, it was, yeah, it's so micro intensive. Like AOE 2 was yeah, okay, AOE2, like because it's been out for so long, like the amount of custom maps that they have, like yeah. there's a lot of really yeah. interesting things if you know the game. Um, and you see like, oh, they're playing on this map and it means this. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Next on the list here. Um, it's a this is a really funny meme. It's again, a shout out to the to the subreddit for finally coming up with some memes. It's the here's Johnny meme, but it's been completely drawn out. It looks like someone did like Microsoft Word or something and paint and drew this out. And it says, nobody mm. expects the HRE rush. And it's got the sword poking through the, the door. It's got what looks to be like an Abbasid like villager, like screaming <laughs> next to the wall. And it's got like, the, <laughs> it's got like an HRE, like English, like knight with the helmet, like one of those like crusaders. It's <laughs> looking through. It's really funny when you don't go for an Aachen Chapel and Cathedral. It's nobody expects the nah, HRE yeah, rush. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, that would throw me off for sure. Think about your men in arms in your town. Yep. Yeah, the, bur- the burger theory. rush, man. The burger rush. Ah, it's so good. Oh man. I just thought that was really funny. I just really it's it's yeah. rare that we get good memes in this in this uh forum. And I'm glad to see <laughs> some more coming through because that one's pretty good. I got a chuckle out of me this morning when I was looking for posts. Yeah. Nah, that's good. It's good. It's a classic movie too. Good uh that's a good post. You know the apple as, the go to, but. as the opposite too, yeah. <laughs> as the opposite, if I scout out, like, oh, he went my work. <laughs> Drop two ranges. We got camel. Oh, yeah. I'm in camel danger. I know what's going on. We got camel yeah. archers. Like, get camel archers are camel archers are so beautiful. Yeah, so they, they they train very well in uh, in arms for sure. Um, the next post is more serious. This one's got some math involved, so bear with me. Oh, um, man. It's a reminder of the difference. This is uh, by user Fantastic Four, uh, who's got the HRE a little flair on his username. So he's definitely an HRE guy, and he, he goes into this. Reminder of the difference of the area that a Berkshire covers compared to a normal keep with a cannon emplacement. It's not a small difference for some of the people that seem to underestimate it. And as an HRE player, I would give both my kidneys for that instead of the Ellsbach. <laughs> and the difference area he has uh, for the radius being 11.5 for a normal keep versus a radius of 17 tiles. The area that you cover goes from 415 to 907. Man, more than double. So it more just uh, yeah, it just about doubles, just about doubles the uh, area by just increasing it by six radius. So yeah, I want to crazy though. Yeah, I want to address something in this post where he's saying, as an HRE player, I would give both my kidneys for this instead of Alsbach, and as an English player, I'd like to say, let's make a deal, okay? You okay. can have Berkshire. You have Berkshire. I get Palace of Swabia. That's exactly. Yeah. I knew you were going that one. Yeah, yeah. I would take that all day. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> and the top comments too. Is mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's top comment is that ninety nine times a ten. Why would you ever not pick 
Palace of Swabia. Yeah, Palace right? of Swabia. Right. And it's, yeah, it's a matter of like, it, it fits with what HRE is trying to do so well because you're not relying on villagers. You're relying on those relics to cover you in Castle Age that by the time you go to Imperial Age, you need that extra eco boost that the Swabia provides by printing villagers. And then you hit Imperial even faster because yeah. it's cheaper than yep. any other Imperial yeah. upgrade. Yep. yep. Yeah. Honestly, uh, however, I would trade I will say any landmark. It's kind of a shame that you've got the super great. I mean, it always sucks when you've got. I, I do think it does a slight yeah. disservice. Sure he has the best landmarks in, in a game. I would trade the nothing best landmarks. It's, I would say it's sad though. When you, usually, there's like one that's better. Yeah, yeah. There's always one that's better. It, I, I do like when you have. I mean, kind of like I guess even with Roos, we've talked about Golden, Golden Gate, Gate versus, versus Kremlin. Kremlin. Yeah, and now mm-hmm. everyone just goes Kremlin. I have here. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's like S plus plus, and it comes. It's a sad fact of like it's so rare that you don't pick the uh, that you pick the alternate uh, age up landmark, right? Because it's just ninety nine times you're going to pick the same ones every single time. I think the uh, the, right. the difference. You mean you're not comparing your landmark against the entire game's landmark? It's just what are you going to build compared to what else, what else can you, you build, can build to age up? Yeah. Yeah. And the Elsbach completely fails in this regard, right? Because Palace of Swabia is so good. Elsbach's just Swabia. like, why, why even bother? And, you know, I guess that's a question of like, as far as development goes, should there be a place for every single landmark to be worthwhile? Because Elsbach, I can't think of a single option where I would ever build this landmark unless I'm absolutely trolling. I think uh, maybe I, like, I can see it as. I would assume if you're being like all in because it gives your, uh, it gives like, uh, it has more health and all the buildings around it receive less damage. So like maybe if you're getting like all in and you just like, you know, you're, you can just maybe for a last hoorah, just make an L's back in your base and, and like that's a keep to defend your base maybe and then your buildings mm-hmm. take less damage. That's what I would, that's what and I would maybe assume. Like a wonder yeah. play. Maybe if you're going for like a wonder play in the back of your maybe, base, yeah. you L's back, then the wonder down. No, no, no. It's if you're playing, so we talked about it at the start of the episode, but if you're playing a multiple TC HRE, by the time you are going to Imperial, you're going to have, you don't need all of those extra villagers because you've already had that increased villager production. So if you're playing like two two TC HRE, I can see a case for Elsbach. Because you don't need all those vills at that point because they're just going to eat into pop space. Especially assuming if you do get the yeah. relics to go with it, too. Right, right. Yep. And, and, it, and especially if you had like a long, drawn-out feudal or castle age fight, so your economy's already been like... Your economy's maybe already like 120 because you've been fighting in castle for so long. So like you don't really need to go hocking if you're already at that. If you had two TCs and you're already at your economy, pretty much capped. So yeah, Elsbach will work in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can like be one of those awful, awful HRE players that just burrows in relics and all the keeps. They know oh, how to yeah, get yeah. They know oh, how yeah. to hit automatic repairs every time it's off cool. Oh man. They're just cursing. <laughs> like I want to break through. There's an interesting debate going on in comments about whether Red Palace is better than the, the Berkshire. Because I think there is something about this post about how good the Berkshire actually is, too, right? I mean, 907 mm-hmm. area versus 415 of a normal keep. That the Berkshire slaps. In fact, it I used to joke that you never Berks- go for it used to be you never go for the keep landmarks yeah. before the updates. You always went for the King's Palace. You always went for the Wingard Palace because the, yeah. the Trebs were the way to go. Now I would say it's a toss-up for the first one, depending on how you're playing. 
you're going 2TC mm-hmm. English, you need the White Tower. If you're going 1TC feudal into Castle, maybe the White Towers, uh, maybe the King's Palace is better. Or if you're going for a 3CC build where you have 2TCs, then you add in the King's Palace. There's, uh, that, that first choice is definitely one to talk about now for feudal, for going into Castle Age. Yeah. Um, now, for the Imperial Age English, I, would, I completely flip my, my stance. Like Wingard is a no-go. Always go for Berkshire because it is crazy good. Like find your I, spot I think in the and sit a, down. Like lower elo take. Um, yeah. Still think Wingard's worth it at higher levels. At higher levels, higher than me. <laughs> because okay, okay. when I face a Berkshire, I'm like, oh god, dude, Berkshire. It's, it's, is, I mean, I mean for reference, Bill, you're sitting up there in like the Eclions of Plat, and you've been up to Diamond once or twice, a couple times here. So I mean, that's not like low, low play either. I mean, that's that's most people yeah. are, are at your level or no, below. No, but I mean, like at at high like minimal oh, mistakes yeah, yeah. where games are less decided by who throws and more sort of macros yeah. better yeah yeah that's fair that's fair i would I, say I nine times out of 100 i'm seeing berkshire though still has a lot of value i haven't seen, um, I haven't seen wingard in a minute wingard uh yeah i think yeah, berkshire no, is I, so I mean, great for map control it takes more it takes more micro and it also is a very imposing landmark. Um, yeah. But on a lot of maps, just walk around. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's really is that the way. truth to it. A lot of maps, you can just go around. That's that yeah, is on, like, if you, uh, if you rams, just if you can ram, you can ram it down too. Ram, I mean, yeah. I, I would Rams argue with, with the Berkshire, Trebs are the only thing that can outrange it. But the problem is you aren't usually going to have vision on Line it. Of sight is, yeah, really so tough. you're, you're almost better off just ramming it down and get the upgrade in Imperial age, ram that sucker down to the ground. It will fall. I've seen it happen many times. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. Rams are still really good in this game. Rams, Rams feel so like, like they're in a good spot. I, 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 I like where they're, 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 like, they're a little, they're a bit on the heavier side. I, I think. Get, it's, I don't know what unit they'd make, but something besides villagers needs to be able to counter. Yeah, to kill I, that's yeah. a, that's something I, I can get behind. I feel like here's here's my thought. What it is, but they need to make a unit that does hard counter. It besides I think bills. I think gunpowder units should take it down. I here's oh give the okay. Rebaldican let the Rebaldican smash let That'd the Rebaldican take out Rams. Rebaldicans yeah, and Culverins should counter those suckers, or one of the two. Rebaldicans should sucker yeah, punch those things. Yeah, Culverins is Culverins should. I think Culverins should. should. But, uh, should. but those units should. aren't available to everybody. True. Ah, it's true. I, I think there should be like some sort of yeah. If it's hand cannons, gunpowder sounds right? silly. Uh, but sure. Let hand yeah. cannon counter that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Something else in the Imperial Age should yeah. take care of it. Something in Imperial Age in particular. Mm-hmm. Something. Because they are just a little... And they've been trying to tweak Rams around. Because I, I definitely under, understand and agree with the point that you have to have something that can tip the scales late game as well. Otherwise, you just no, go back no, and forth they, forever. They do serve a purpose of, like, you don't want this Springled Treb, like, counter siege play. And it's good that Springolds don't hard counter rams uh-huh. uh to give rams a purpose and i i don't think springle should ever counter rams but I agree. a different unit does need to besides there's gotta be some kind of counterplay maybe like a ground unit yeah some something. kind of i mean do we say let spears bring back the 
torch damage, just spears, not anything else? Maybe, maybe spears mm-hmm. getting torch damage on siege. Maybe that's an imperial tech that you have to research. Ooh, I like that. that I'd like that. Spears, yeah. yeah, torch damage on siege. Make it an additional you blacksmith upgrade. That's solved. Yeah, no, university. Oh, you mean like, university? You think? Yeah. Yeah. Research. I don't know what they call it. I wouldn't call it Molotov, but something like that. Molotov tactic. Like enhanced torches or something. Yeah. Spears and men at arms get get torches. Torch damage against siege. Well, yeah. What what is the 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 university? Uh, There's there's a university. They they get health or a health and attack bonus. I think. Yeah, maybe. What we just made it to where they they just. They just made it to where it also got a torch bomb. They got torches. Well, then you're then you're making you're then you're inflating what that thing does. Then that yeah, no, it should be a separate. It should research. be separate. I think it, it should be, be separate. separate. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, okay. otherwise, okay. otherwise the value of that one yeah. goes through the roof, right? Yeah. Because you're still paying the yeah, same for everything sweet. else. I think it should be its own separate. Yeah. Or you could almost okay. maybe you put that in with the gunpowder unit one. Okay. I could, I could maybe see an argument. Yeah. For that. Well, Ottomans are gonna like just. Oh, that's true. Okay, here. okay, yeah. Well, yeah. I rescind that comment. Oh, make yeah, it its yeah. own. Make it its own thing. That that would be a great idea to to fix that because I, I definitely feel like Rams are close to being in a really good spot. I'm glad there that should, Yeah, there should be a research in Imp. There's got to be a, some kind of counterplay because when you get like 50 of those, when someone just tries, because it's kind of a cheese strat, frankly. Yeah. Like I don't think you should be able to. You're losing the game, losing the game. You're falling back, but you're just stockpiling wood. Maybe let's say you're French, right? Let's say you're French. You're losing the game to English late game. And then you just grab your guild hall, click the thousand, like 5,000 wood, and you just spam out a crap ton of rams, and then you go and win. That feels really lame to me, right? Like, yeah. and, then you've got like and then your opponent's got like 120 pop military, and they're slamming it into your rams, and they literally can't do anything because there's just too much tank. That feels kind of bad, I think. Because the only actually there is one mm-hmm. unit that does counter rams really hard, and it's uh, fire lancers do uh, an incredible amount of damage to rams and to see in general. Yeah, after like ending siege, yeah, they're just fire lancers. Yeah, are, fire lancers are one hard counter good. to that, uh, which is one good. thing. Which is one thing I don't like about China. I feel like China has a little bit too much going for them in the siege warfare. You cannot out. That, that's one one of my biggest frustrations right. with China is you can't yeah. beat them siege wise because mm-hmm. they just send units to, in to that counter your like, siege as well. A springle that takes three shots to kill versus a your normal two shot uh, clock on a tower springle. springle. No, yeah. yeah, that is such a frustrating thing. Yeah, and then when you get yeah. enough springles, then come the fire lancers and they just torture stuff, and you're just like, I, ah, like there's just no counterplay. There is no way to stop China in Imperial Age like that. That I know. China, of. China's no joke. China. Yeah. I mean, and China's not, not overpowered. I've been really harsh on China. I'll, I'll ease off a little bit. They're not the end all be all all power sieve. But they've got some cheesy things about them that just irritate me, irritate Ask Lad, irritate Ten Four Tim, and I'm sure irritate Beal and, and you, Sir Neville, yeah. as well. It's there's no, no good play that, for them. I hate that because it is like their standard like progression really limits the timing of disrupting them because mm-hmm. them going uh, into two TC song. They have a Barbican to defend wherever they're taking stone from to go yeah. second PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their base is really hard to touch with a Barbican down in their town they're, center. They're so hard. Now they're dropping a second town how. center. So yeah. they got two town centers and a Barbican. You can't raid them. 
And now and they're going into Jugnus with additional vills. So they're going Jugs and Spears. You can't really do anything against that. Um, then they hit Castle. And the Jugs and Spears that you couldn't kill still exist. <laughs> now they're building, building Palace Guard and Nest of Bees. And you're like, oh, what do I do here? Um, and if you let it go even later, uh, they're just building a million fire lancers. And Dude, China's not a joke. China, yeah, I, I think China has so many roads to get back into a game and so many roads to finish a game, whereas most civs just don't have that many options. And I think that's what's so frustrating about them in particular is like they just, it just feels like they have an answer to everything. And it's like, but I, but it's I, easy I'm, for them to swap into it too, more times than not. I respect them though, because they're, they're not easy to save the play though. No, they're like, not. Like, but you yeah, run a couple like, of good builds and it, it just gets really difficult really quick. They're yeah, not, I mean, they they like, need some tweaking, I think. I, I think, take true, I think China is in a decent spot. I mean, like, they are hard to like play against. You get a really good Chinese. Like, are you good? They don't make me as mad as the Malians. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. That dude, is very fair. Malians, very fair. Yeah, I think Malians need a little bit more tweaking than China because, dude, they're passive income. Malians, yeah, a little less passive gold, a little less. Yeah, passive dude, food. they're yeah, passive. Pa- I mean, now, now that they've gone to the uh, the Grand Flan Corral me. again, and now they've got passive food and passive gold, it's like, well, geez, yeah, that, the Cobble like, strat is not. What a are you joke. supposed to do? Like, what are you supposed to do? I, I yeah. that's why I really do want to watch Lucifer on things on Malians because I just, I have gone against them a couple times recently and I don't usually go they're not they're one of those sims I don't think about when I don't play against them but I've been playing against them more and more and then they've just I just I don't know I just don't know what to do I tried tower rushing as a French player just to troll because I just did not want to play against them uh, it actually was kind of funny I lost in the end because I just pittered out but it was I definitely was irritating okay. this guy quite a bit it was, it was quite fun sometimes you gotta do that let them know you you guys aren't friends um, another one. So here's another meme for you guys. This is the uh, that satisfied like guy where he's like holding his face, you know, and he's super satisfied. And it's like when their knights dive straight into your spears. The knights are coming. The spears are ready. They dive into the skewers. Why is the sound so satisfying? See, I'm the complete opposite. This is the most <laughs> gut wrenching. This is like the like nails on the chalkboard sound to me. I hate the sound of my knights running into the spe- uh, skewers, dude. Just like being the uh, the charge being denied, everything. This is the most disrespectful sound. And then like somehow like what really like makes me want to lose my mind. I, I don't know you guys play. You guys probably have experienced this, but like when they dive into the skewers and like one of them gets like pinned down where they like oh, bitch, like stuck and like can't leave and like, <laughs> the, the boys run up and just take them out and lose a night early. I hate Spearman. Okay, dude. I just, me, I, when I'm playing, when I'm playing French, dude, this I think statement has Spearman, been uh, brought dude. to you by www.morax.com. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Like, like, yeah, to anybody who's anti-French or anti-Calvary, of course, this makes you feel amazing. Me, this is the worst sound in the whole game. I hate the sound. It's not really like it's just like it's, it is a good sound, but me usually I'm on the opposing end of it. So yeah, like that that sound of the skews, ugh, makes my <laughs> makes me makes me cringe. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, the last post I have was actually going back to Mayans. Is uh, EM Miller zero zero one posted three days ago. Man, do y'all remember the Farimba? Those were some crazy times. The fat frimber rush was bonkers. Feels like I never see that anymore. I may get on ladder and try to relive those old times. What old builds do you all miss? 
Most definitely not that one. Yeah, I know. That's my guess. I don't miss that one at all. <laughs> no way. Yeah, most definitely not the Farimba build. That was like the worst, dude. I hated that build more than any build, I think, in the entire I, I was really unhappy with that one, too, for a while because it was everywhere. Yeah, that was so broken. Everyone was doing it. It was like, and it was so like hard to counter, man. Because they had defense because it wasn't that, uh, what is it? They used the uh, tower landmark. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, yeah. Uh, it, oh my goodness! Yeah, the, oh my goodness! The Monster Quarry it. is what they use now, but it was the um. Oh, okay. So it was, it was a Saharan trade network. They would put it on their gold pit, so you uh-huh. couldn't destroy. You, you couldn't, couldn't destroy. Like, you couldn't pressure gold the gold, and they'd go yep. trade behind it with a bunch of towers. And then they would get all their passive gold mines on everything, and then they would go Farimba and just yeah. print stuff. Yep. Yeah. Like it didn't think they they didn't even have to even make traders. Like what they would a lot of times they do, they go for Emba and they would just literally pull like they put probably put like just four or five villas on food, just like continue villager production, pull everything, put it on gold, and just mass out just like whatever they need in like in counts of five. So like I mean, this games were like they would have like 30 villagers with 80 military, like 10 minutes of the game. Oh, yep. it's like not much you could do about it it was like the mollies have always the mollies have had like a couple of broken strategies man because after that it transitioned from Farimba into the scout the scout yeah. meta yeah, warrior scouts and now, warrior it's, scout. yeah, all now the it's passive now food, it's cow booming now it's cow booming like the mollies man they're they do their, their strats are just man like they really can't I didn't see a Greer Bar strat let's go dude a Greer Bar never gonna happen never gonna <laughs> let's happen go. let's go they are man. not let's, a like, feudal that'll happen need, when Delhi gets broke imperial age <laughs> I need to see I need to see some of these pro players give me a fast Greer Bar strat and just go crazy with it I, one minute I do one thing I do long. miss and I, I get to relive it every now and then I kind of miss my heyday with the English Ram Rush I, I had that down to a science for a while I don't do it as much <laughs> That but still exists. Still that exists. still exists. Still very valid. It's not. I still. That's why I say I still use it from time to time. But man, I, I used to use it like every single game, and it was either I win or lose based off of that. I had no. I would do nothing else but that. I I love that. Um, yeah, dude, that's legit, man. That can get you. That can leave. That can get you at least decently platinum. Like it did. Going oh, that, that's time. how I got the plat. Was playing that strat. Oh, yeah. I, that's uh, that's dude, how I, I won. That that's how I won my first uh, low ELO tourney. It's that very was, good against that ABBA. ABBA. I did, I did it against Euro. everyone. French, I did it. Actually, French, yeah, I would do it good. to them. Uh, actually, no, French, I'd hold into Castle and go late game. But uh, but I did it against HRE. I would do a timing push into HRE oh, with yeah. it. Uh, that stopped working after very a while. Good. I can't do that. I can't do it against HRE anymore. Uh, but that used to be my go-to for everything. Dude, I, I've, I've been a victim of that strat so much. Like, if you want to beat me on the ladder, man, just go, like, when I'm playing Abbasid, just go all in. What do you see all in? Just go Ram all rush. in on me. I'm like, what is going on? Guys, relax. I'm trying to get my economy together. Like, it's just, I've lost to that strategy so much. I'm not, I'm trying to not be the most, I'm trying to be more of a learn macro a little bit more. So I haven't done, done too many all in builds. That's why I went to HREs. Uh, I've been doing the same thing. I'm trying to play a little yeah, different. I feel like it's a good way to learn the game more. Because, like, those all in strats work lower level but once you get higher like you, you don't have your macro yeah. down yeah you're just you're suffering it'll really it'll show really quick because once you the higher level you get the players get a lot better at defense mm-hmm. so you try that all-in build and you lose and they like you is that the worst like all-in somebody and you see them go castle and then they start and they still have a military yeah it starts slow right it starts slowly where you start yeah. slowly like 
having a hard time keeping up a mass and then you yeah. just they, they start stabilizing and then suddenly you're just getting overwhelmed with like lancers <laughs> and with so crossbows in your own base although when you hold, word? when you hold one of those and sp- oh, spindle it feels so good that's why you i really like, like h3 right now you can do that almost yeah. every time like you're a champion yeah i've been there too man it's so it's there's nothing worse dude when you're like going all in and you think you're doing something but you realize you're not doing much damage and you're like wait a minute like I have like I'm nowhere near Castle, and this guy is his economy's been chugging along, no problem. I think I'm trying. He's like he's like that. Uh, he's like Whoops. Scrappy Doo. You're like Scrappy Doo. Like smack your hand. Exactly. Exactly. Like your hand on your forehead. Your forehead. Yeah. Exactly. You think you're doing something? Not much. Nothing worse, man. Breaks smart every time. Too good. Too yeah. good. But yeah, don't bring back front. But some of these bills, let them die. Like the Fremba bill, any bill that was really cheesy. Dude. Like, oh, and only this, bill this I miss, is a toxic I do miss some old bills, though. Uh, one of these guys is like, I miss the Barbican touching the enemy landmark TC. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's saying all the broken bills in the, the game. TC rush. I That's hate really it. Oh. What I say, though, some bills I do miss, though, I do miss the uh, Golden Gate Roost build. Golden Gate, yeah. Mm, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the bill that will never leave my heart. That is like Golden Gate Fast 2 TC because. Roos can like safe 2TC with a Kremlin. Yeah. Um, like Golden Gate fast 2TC has still left you vulnerable because you didn't have those little yeah, militia to fall. Yeah, very true. And, and, and that Kremlin, you put it by your goal. Like I've been, I played one Roos game not too long ago, team game. And then that Kremlin, like it's very, it's like a, I wouldn't say better barbecue, but like it's a barbecue. Like it literally, like yeah. you put it in between, you put it by your goal and like, mm-hmm. You are so hard to harass because a lot of times players will build that uh, hunting fortress near their wood to get that wood up. So like, like if you if you construct your base building building up, you know, well enough, like you really don't lose many villages, and they'll lose. You can defend your entire base with no military production buildings, and if it's too hasty, just yeah. get the, just yeah. get the uh, militia. It's so and easy. It, and it's so it's so easy. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> That's yeah. why that's why Roos is like pretty much the number one top sieve band in tournaments, like because they're just so strong, which is good to see. Because I remember when they were in the toilet hole, they're in the toilet bowl, but now they're <laughs> back. They're back on top, but back on top. Those Yeah, dude. playing with Strelty. Like I played Roos. Oh, my joke. But, but yeah, if so I miss any build, if I miss any build that because that build wasn't broken, it was just really good, just really, really good. efficient. Well, it's like the two TC. Yeah, but there was still really vulnerability. Yeah, most like, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. still punish it most definitely. Like that was back when uh, I missed when the TCs only cost three hundred stone. Because oh. that's why that's that's yeah, really what that, oh. that two TC oh. friends build was pretty big. Oh yeah, yeah. that was beautiful. Uh, I, I don't know if I missed that one as much. I think two TC French is still a thing. It still is different timing. Yeah, it's different timing. Much, yeah, like fifty stone cost really affected how many sieves. Like rethought two TC every time. Well, the funny yeah. thing is, is I, now I, I feel like game. English goes two yeah. TC more often now than it used to, or even three TC more yeah. often now than it used to. Which is interesting to see yeah. how like the meta really does shift from month to month, year to year. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, this is actually a pretty good question. What build orders do you like miss? Because like, this has actually been a big meta shift. Right. A lot of like, you know, like like the Mongols completely play differently now, dude. Like yeah. the Mongols. Oh, it like, used to be on network. No one would yeah, even dream yeah. of doing silver. Tree. Yeah, really. 
Yeah, man. The silver, like, like some people still go yam. Like yam's a little bit more in there, but like silver tree is like amazing now. Like it's really good if you get if you get it online and keep it protected well. Silver tree is amazing, and like I think, uh, I think that I think the build the build order now for the mongols I like it more than it was before. Because I like, use gold because the mongols be really weak and futile. Like you, we went castle with their mm-hmm. lancers, but now with right. the kashik, the kashik. I can't think if I say it right first time, but like, yeah, dude, now they're just like, dude, they're good and they're good and futile. Like, they don't they play can, in feudal, man. Stand. Yeah. Yeah, dude, they, they, can, they can do some damage. Yeah. And they, they got that, uh, the, the vampire knights, man. Those boys are no joke. But yeah, so really the one, yeah, for real, if I do not know any Mali in good order, it's not this. Here's an interesting question. I think if I had to pick a sieve that has gone through the most meta changes since its entrance to the game, Mm-hmm. All things being considered, I would say Malians probably have had the biggest shifts in the last oh, year. Mongols, 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 too. Mongols, Mongols, Mongols really has big. had a big shift. Yeah, I guess Mongols is probably up there too. I think Mongols and Malians, those are also the two most unique sieves, I would say, in the game overall. Right? Oh, honestly, I would say like I think Mongols and Malians for sure. Probably most yeah, you put that probably most unique. I mean, I would say Abbasid also had a decent shift in like because the dude, shift when. when Military, yeah, like, they, yeah, they, they became viable. maybe not a shift, yeah. they became like more broad because, like, now you can yeah. pretty much go into any wing in the game and make it viable, which is well, like, yeah, that's yeah, it's amazing because, um, like, when I remember when I first started playing, um, Abyssin, dude, it was only economic wing, economy right. wing into fresh food stuff, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you play culture on a maybe, and it, yeah. and it was like, it was still map. like, yeah. but really, a lot of people didn't even like playing Abyssin on water maps, they thought it was super weak. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, but like, yeah, it was so now the fact that like, I mean, a lot of people, I said people watch me before and they're like, no, dude, go military wing. And I'm like, I have a military wing built with this. Like, <laughs> I've been playing Space Age forever. I do not. I just love the economic boom so much. The adversary that like, I don't even try anything else. But really, they're all viable. Military wing is so good for you time that out. You get oh, yeah. futile at, like around four minutes, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And you've got three, you got four units to just send to the yes, and it didn't yeah. like, that was like a lot. That's good. amazing. That's amazing. Like honestly, I gotta get more military wing together. Uh, Has HR been hear. the least changed Civ as far as probably? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they've been HR is in a good spot. Like I, think I, 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 I'm not are, complaining. I, I mean, I know a lot of HR guys complain. I don't complain, but they've been pretty steady. They've been pretty yeah. steady with their build order for a while. I mean, Atri has been typically fast castle, get the relics, uh, maybe fast imperial if you want. Always go in Palace of Swabia if you do that. I feel like that's been pretty run of the mill for a while. English yeah. has had a couple of build orders that have come and gone. Mm-hmm. The White Tower change. The White Tower change really? was big. That was really that was amazing. Lot. That yeah. was amazing. I'm trying to think what other sieves have been. Like, is like the one sieve that like has gotten nerfed and it's still pretty good. Like no one's really complaining because I'm, I'm HRE. I remember playing. I used to love HRE when I first started playing, dude. That regnant was. It would be nice ridiculous. if HRE had something. If mine work was a little bit better, that they could play a different style of game where they weren't so relic focused. If there was another Although, way they could play, or the dragons on its way. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's still a different <laughs> sieve, though. You know, like yeah, yeah. Everyone's just a different sieve. You're right. Yeah, because like they call them variants. But it really that's is a different much. sieve. I feel like base yeah. HRE almost needs a little more help in feudal. You know, maybe like yeah, a better feudal, long range. Yeah, like maybe something for well, like their archers or something. No, they're you really good don't. At getting yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah that, that, that is the kind of problem. But it kind of pigeonhole, like shoehole. What's the word I'm looking for? Pigeonholes them into being the same spot, though the same play in feudal age more often than right. not. 
So came out weird. I kind of like that. I kind of like how some sibs want to get out of a certain age faster. Like some sibs want to kick you in the age, like like French and like you know other sibs. Like they can kind of like you know uh, models. They kind of like they're at their peak early game, like you know feudal. And as the game progresses, they don't scale as well. While some other like while some sibs like Delhi and HRE. And I don't know, you want to you want to hurry up and get out of feudal. The hard and that's part, though, really is when you get online. like civs that want to be an imperial age. Yeah, but like, who wants to be an imperial? I mean, maybe English, what, English and China. Ottomans, Ottomans now. Oh, yeah. Ottomans, too. I hear you. Ottomans, okay, Ottomans really are like, just a good civ, though. They're happy being almost anywhere. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, happy Ottomans, feudal, man. Ottomans are pretty they're happy in castle. They're really happy in imperial. Now. Yeah. Now. Now. Yeah. Imperial. I don't yeah, know. That Seagate, that Seagate castle sometimes would just kind of go, and it was kind of hard to stop no, when it Seagate, started going. I mean, Seagate, good for trade, but it is just a keep. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that's cool about it besides just the speed, the speed to the traders? Or is that pretty much it? No. That, that's I mean, it. I'm, that's talking, why Imperial I'm talking armor, before, armor, before, armor. before the nerf, yeah. though, when it was like a 40% speed increase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would reduce it by 10%. Yeah. You, you tell me how they feel like they take it off. It was insane. <laughs> it's like watching like a jet take off. Like, nuts. That was a good change. I was very happy. That's, with a that lot change. Of, that's a lot of income, too. You really look at it like it really was. Back before the like, trade, the trade was changed as well. That was, that was a yeah. very powerful build that was very much slept on, I think. How how's the great bombard emplacement? Is that is that thing pretty legit? Does that have AOE effect? Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I think like, I gotta I gotta link it to a uh who was it? I think it was Demu who had uh, Oh like, I think maybe I think maybe he might have Yeah, I think I actually just seen that when I look at the clip earlier. There's just like five horsemen that just got deleted. <laughs> oh man. I really wish there were nah, rocks. Like, oh, I wish for great bombards. Do I wish this? But I wish for great bombards. It was like a ragdoll effect that happened to like light units. Dude, that'd I want to so see funny. spearmen flying, man. Like, that thing, that'd like, be so sometimes funny. when they just see them kind of fall over, it's like, no, 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 no. That thing hit with so much force. I want to see bits flying everywhere. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude this game had to get an uptick in his rating. Anyone who's ever seen a mod, I wanted to make a mod for it and then send it to me. I just want, I just want to dude, see it, man. I just want to see what that would look like. Ragdoll effect. I mean, just send the whole spearman flying. I just want to see one guy just fly up in nowhere. Like that. <laughs> I would love that so much. That'd be so funny. Too good. Too good. Oh man, guys, we've been going for two and a half hours already. Shall we take a quick break and then uh finish up with our extra sheep? Sounds good. Sure. Hey yo, it's Socrates again. Um, this is the part of the show where I get to talk on my own away from everyone else, and it's just me and you. Um again, uh I'll do my normal shout outs first. I do have some things I want to get to before I'm done. But first, normal shout outs. A uh, huge shout out to the folks at www.morenice.com. Uh, they're really fun. We like those guys. They got a fun thing going. Uh, check them out. They're kind of cool. Uh, also, the Griot Barra, uh, the Discord. If you haven't joined yet, do so. I don't know why you'd be listening to the show this far in and not having done that yet. Unless you're new to the show, in which case, welcome in. Welcome in. Uh, but yeah. Check out the Druid Barra. They are great. You also can check out Rising Empires, another Discord channel, and also a tournament hoster. They host the Warchief Club and Low ELO Legends. Uh, Warchief Club, for those of you who are super competitive and actually like turning pro, uh, Low ELO for all those like myself who are anywhere from, you know, the, the low 
low levels of uh, silver to the higher Ecleons of diamond, diamond two, diamond three. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a free tournament and you could win some money too. So, you know, might as well, right? You can tell your mom and dad that, hey, I'm a professional gamer. Uh, definitely, if you haven't done that at least once, I highly recommend at least once uh, go and do it. And if not, come back a couple times, you know, they, they do it every week. So check it out. Uh, I think that's all the big things. A big, again, a big shout out to Beal and Sir Nevels. I honestly, going through and recording this episode, I feel like this was one of our best episodes. And obviously, you've still got like a whole like quarter to go <laughs> if you're at this point. Um, our extra sheeps were really good too. So you got more to look forward to in this episode. I, I think this is one of the most well rounded, comprehensive ones we've done. We just covered a lot of good topics, a lot of things I really wanted to talk about. Uh, and I couldn't do it without Sir Nevels and, uh, of course, Beal. Uh, I think we've just really got good chemistry at this point. It's, we've been going on over six months strong, and I see no reason why we're going to stop anytime soon with the game being in such a good spot. So that said, if you know someone who plays the game and has not heard of the podcast, please share it with them. Uh, we'd love to get out to as many people as possible. Um, however... Many of you may have remember we did a live, a live recording uh, about a month ago. And that was kind of a resounding success, mostly because we got rated by EGC TV, which I think was because of Bitterlin uh, kind of directing them over to us, which if Bitterlin, if you're listening, that was super duper cash money of you. Uh, I know it made Beal and Sir Neville's just like almost lose their minds. It was really cool. Um, I, I really like the idea of Beal. I like when communities support each other when we're all under the same game. And uh, Bitterlin, I think, is an excellent uh, example of someone who does exactly that, who's got kind of he supports everywhere and isn't everything. I, I super appreciate what he does. Um, and also he made Golden Heights. So, I mean, what more can you give to a game than that man? Right. Uh, anyways, uh, kind of on this, this thread, though, uh, with all the, the tournaments going on and we, we did the live episode and that was so successful and people seem to really love that. We are planning on maybe doing more of those in the future. Probably not every single time by any means. It'll probably be like once every couple months or so we might do one. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, on the off weeks, because this is an every other podcast, every other week, um, normally we record uh, on Sundays uh, every other week. Um, and then I go through and edit on Monday, which is for me Monday today, and then we post by Tuesday. But this coming week, so if you're listening like the day this comes out, uh, so it'll be like October 10th. If you're listening on October 10th uh, or before Friday, even or somewhere. So this week, basically, if you're if you're current for those current listeners, I think we're going to try and do something kind of cool this weekend. I think on this Saturday, uh, Sir Neville's Beal and I were kind of chatting how it's been a while since we've casted games together. Uh, and that's something we really wanted to do. And so I think we might have an alternate stream going for either low ELO legends or maybe if there's a bigger tournament i don't know if uh if the uh empire wars is going or not the big s tier tournament uh whichever is going whichever the biggest one we can get our hands onto, or even if we do low ELO legends i think we're going to do kind of like if you're familiar with american football like really familiar uh with monday night football in particular how they've got the main broadcast but now they've got the manning cast with the old quarterbacks that still come in and they basically cast it on their own and kind of have a fun little conversation I think we're going to try and do something like that this Saturday. So I have to actually reach out to Sir Neville's and double check. He said he was like free as could be. So I think it's going to happen. But I just wanted to give you guys a shout out. It'll probably be on my personal Twitch channel. So Sockerton. So twitch.tv slash Sockerton. Um, check it out. We should be live during the day on Saturday. Um, I'm committing myself now to that. 
I'm going to reach out to Sir Neville's probably tomorrow and we'll probably iron out some details. But be on the lookout for that. If you see it, if you want to hop in live, I know many of you guys are already following uh, the channel. Uh, keep an eye out. We'll be hanging that out to you guys. So and maybe we'll make it in a, a bonus content episode as well. You know, kind of cool. Maybe good, probably good for the Patreon. I think uh, we could put the video link in there or we can just link it on YouTube, too. That could work. We'll, we'll figure something out, but we'll have we're doing something a little extra. We're going to try and do do that. I think. We've also been wanting to do like maybe like a tournament of some sort. Um, we've kind of him and hot on that because it's hard to compete with so many tournaments with low ELO legends going on all the time. And then the war chief club goes on and then you've got the big S tournaments, S tier tournaments that go on. It's hard to always get a good weekend where we could steal some higher level players to actually get in on something like that or even lower level. It's just, there's just a lot going on. And Saturday's kind of like the only day to do it. Uh, but we want to do something like that. So be on the lookout. I don't I can't commit on that one 100 percent just yet, but it's something that Beal and I I know Beal is especially has kind of instigated that. And I've, I really love the idea of it. I think we want to do something like that. We'll probably do some kind of casting this week, see how that feels. And then maybe we'll start thinking about doing an actual like extra sheep tournament, maybe with a focus on, of course, extra sheep. That'd be kind of the idea. So you'd probably see Prairie in that map pool and maybe we'll get some custom maps uh, to add to that. Anyways, that's all I've got. I, I kind of rambled there for a bit, but we appreciate everyone who's joined the Patreon. I'm still sending out letters. I've got one I just got right now from someone who's in Los Angeles, California, who is a student. Uh, you know who you are. If you're listening, I've got your letter right here. I just sent you a message today as I was recording this. Uh, I'll have that in the mail for you tomorrow. Every contribution, no matter how big, how small, we really appreciate. And we're just really grateful to have a community as great as you guys are. So till the next time, uh, have a good one. And I'll send you guys back for the extra sheeps. And we're back. It was a very long, long break. break. Yeah, really long also break. Back. Yeah, as we usually do. <laughs> Nothing better than recycle jokes. Every yeah, every, every single time. Every I know, I know. We're like, oh yeah, long break. We had a deep breath. Nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Good deep breath. All right, little sweet. Um, we'll go down the list. We started with Sir Neville's last time. I'll start us off this mm -hmm. time. We'll go down the list from there. Uh, mine is uh, ask. I was watching. I've been watching a lot of streams. I've been playing a lot of games. I've been. Kind of on a big AOE kick lately. It's been actually really fun. Oh, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I can say that with actual... I actually am really into Age of Empires right now. Um, my poor Baldur's Gate run through has been stuck in like the end of Act 2 for a while. I need to get back to it at some, at some point. Yeah. But I was watching Ask Blood play. And he was sending a scout. And he mentioned... He said it. He was just... He, watching him, watching Tim play as well. I had, I had a blast watching these guys. They're just high enough level... To be really intriguing, but just low enough level two where they're kind of like right into that diamond to conk one range where they're not like they're not the beastie cutie, right? They're not just sweeping the floor, but they, they make some mistakes. So it's, it's really fun. But Asklad did something that really kind of caught my ear. Uh, he said, like, I'm going to go send some attack pings to this guy and had a scout just kind of attack a vill just to send some a, a ping like like a little alert. He just mm -hmm. wanted to send some alerts to his opponent just to overwhelm him. And he said it so casually, but I was like, oh, that is really interesting. Adding mm -hmm. in some more pings, trying to distract your opponent by just with a throwaway unit, just to kind of poke and prod. And even though, like, I don't know how he's at the high enough level, I don't know how much that actually helps him. But mm -hmm. it definitely doesn't hurt. And so it made me kind of think, like, how much do getting those attack pings everywhere kind of scramble your brain? And how much does that tax your APM? Right. Like, so. My extra sheep is like, that could be a good idea. Like, I mean, obviously you want to overtax your opponent anyways in any way you can, but that was an extra way I just had never thought of like purposefully alerting 
your opponent to where you are. And I've also had the thought the inverse of this kind of as well is if you ever catch, I was watching some of Jeremy's games too. If you ever catch your opponent like on an outside gold mine, right? But then, like, you accidentally strike them before the rest of your group gets there. Like, with, like, let's say right. one scout hits him, and then you, you alert the guy that you're there and you see him, he can pull away. Mm-hmm. Whereas you want to wait and get your actual charge with your lancers and stuff in first and get as many kills yeah. as possible. So, there, I was thinking, like, the alert. You got a lot with, like, games, maybe in my level, where you've got someone on, like, an outside eco uh-huh. and you right click move all the military units. And they move over and then you hit stop. And then they all attack at once. Dude, what is so okay? They, you know, please repeat that. I've heard that so many times. This I think I've told it before. Write, write this down, Sonoma. <laughs> write, write, write it down. Write it down. I need to write this down, dude, because I've been hearing that. Okay. I've been right there from Bill, everybody. As for, everybody. Stop. As for <laughs> stop. Now, what is well, there between A move? Just, so A move, they're gonna attack the first thing they see. What you want to do is right click move. So they're not attacking. They're kind of moving through the villagers. You hit S, they stop moving, and then they target whatever's nearest them. And so now you have military, like, embedded with the villagers. And if they each get two shots on one, boom, you've got a bunch of kills. And start fighting them. Because if you A move, whatever military unit you have that gets there first will attack and then alert. But if you just like moved into their vills and then say, okay, S, now go fight, um, they're not going to be alerted until multiple military okay. units are engaging their villagers. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to hijack your extra sheep there, Sarkta. I'm mad no, 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 at your question. <laughs> okay, because like this, okay. What I do. You have the glasses and like a, like a fucking <laughs> I swear, because like I've heard that before, but I don't know what if I do. Tell me what, if what I do is efficient and smart. What okay. I do is I will say I want to, like, for example, I had before highlight all my military, then A moved, and they'll like stop at a house and start burning down like. Right. Some type of like, you know, production, like, you know, economic building. But mm-hmm. what I would do is that I would say I want to raid a, um, you know, water line. I would take like yep. three nights. I would shift click them like past everything. And then at my last shift click, I would make my last one an A move. So they will run past everything. And once they're in the okay. center of like the once like because like, if you look at it, I don't know if you have it on your settings where like. Where you shift click, you have like you know your projected uh-huh. path. Yep. So like the last, the last shift click will be red. I believe that works mm-hmm. as well. I think that does work. Yeah, as that, is that kind of the same thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, so, okay. So I was wondering because that's what well, I just started doing. APM. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing extra. I'm being extra for no reason. But like I that. Say, okay, I was, I was wondering if that was similar. Works, yours works if you don't have vision on it. Yeah, I did not also. So like, if you're looking like, over don't. an area you think they're at, and you're just gonna move over there, then a move if you see anything that will work. I'll well, I mean, do that. Mine still like, works. You just yeah. right click, and then as soon as you see, oh, they do have yeah, people yeah. on this. Oh, yeah, assuming you, you see them, that, that, that's are moving in, hit S, and then they engage. Yeah, yeah, that's assuming okay. though. Assuming you see it. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're sending them there and then gonna look away and not watch where they get there. That's different, right? I mean, obviously. Okay. So if you're if you're actually yeah. actively watching your guys where they're at, I would say Beal's way is the way to go. 
you're gonna have okay. a lot more control where they go. Whereas the shift okay, A, that makes sense. if you're gonna just hit into the bog of war, shift A, that will have a similar effect, and then you could go put your APM somewhere else for a bit as well. So it, it depends on oh, kind of okay. how you're maybe sitting your army, I guess. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So like, yeah. So if you have vision, then and you and I like, say you have your actual cavalry like hotkeyed. It's better. It's like when you click back to them, see what they're doing. Then it's like if you actually pay attention to them, then the S, and they will better. Yeah, than they'll S. Do, it'll it'll be better than A because okay. A is going to kind of move them a little bit differently. It, it, it's just it's okay. Similar. Yeah, because I've heard that before about the press S stop. Because yeah, there's a chance not, man, that like the, the pathing might not be game. as good. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. A live whereas Beals is going to have better unit pathing because they're just going to strike whatever's yeah. supposed to. Whereas yours is going to be a move towards that spot. It's going to adjust the mm-hmm. pathing a little. It gets it's kind of technical. Yeah, a little convoluted. Like under yeah. Like, yeah. Just, no yeah, hitting just, S is like sending off a grenade inside okay yeah. okay yeah like, okay the units, just, like spread out did they kind of spider like, out yeah. and just start yeah. hitting everything yeah okay that that i gotta learn that dude i don't know why like i've been told people watch my games and be like no nah, just s move i'm like okay hey yeah no problem I'm like well, hey no what do you know no, that's not the same i'm like same thing right yeah okay that's that, slightly okay, different. my fault but again, if you, if you really it. don't have the apm and you just need to shift a and just go find something and attack at that spot it'll still kind of work Beal's way is a lot a little bit more. They will kind of that's the, the pathing will be a lot better. That's the real way. Okay, that's the but real way. To be fair, that's not something I, I usually do it the way you talk about Sir Neville's. That's something I need to work on too. But yeah, I've I've struggled with that for a minute. Okay. So yeah, so I guess my extra then uh, to wrap that up is that be aware of the alerts you're sending and what alerts you don't want to send to your opponent. Mm-hmm. And now this that is really tricky. Sense. Going against an English player makes this way more tricky because English has the benefit of there's a tower there, ding ding ding, they hear it anyways. So mm, right. yeah. and they're also the not going to be like spread out. Yeah. yeah. So I love I love the matchup of Ottomans versus French because French are going to get knights way before Ottomans. Otto can build spears, but it's all of the like Sapahi um, harass that you can do as Ottomans because, you know, French is going to go wide. So it turns into like French sending knights to your base, but you're sending Sapahi to deer packs that are outside of the French base. Um, and that that's where it comes down to don't alert them until those Sapahi are like right on the villagers. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. increased range too, man. Sapahi or oh, yeah, so that's that, that's brutal. Yeah, you guys may want to play the Ottomans. That's such, that's Dude, I, I had a blast Ottomans with Ottomans. So fun. Like extra, extra sheep. Ottomans are way fun. Too. They might be the funnest. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm at the Ottomans a shot. They've been Ottomans are a breath of fresh air, especially. I mean, I really love HRE when things get like a burger rush feels amazing as H, uh, HRE. Burger is the, so fun. Like there's there's a lot of fun strats. Uh, Ram rushing with English and all your uh, longbows on like the pit feels really fun to me. But Ottomans, I gotta hand it to them. The military schools and just always having like a mass behind like you throw away your military, but you've already got a little mass behind again. Feels so good. It's 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 a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, Beal, what's your your extra sheet? Yeah, uh, talking about. So at the start of the episode, we talked about Abbasid and um, two TCs, uh, lower elo. Do you build multiple TCs? How does that go? And I said that it is um, a low elo that the feudal pressure is going to overwhelm someone that's booming 
because it is harder to defend than to put pressure, which is good. And I think that's healthy for the game. Like you don't want defense to be the most common strategy because games will take forever and it's not going to be interesting. Um, so my extra sheep's related to uh, a game I played, uh, not this most recent low elo legends, but the one that happened before it previous week, uh, playing Abbasid into English. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't like this matchup because English can put a lot of pressure on Abbasid early. And it does come down to like, can you defend what you will need to sacrifice some buildings as Abbasid against English, but can you defend against their initial push of longbows and spears and rams? Um, and yeah, uh, turn around. I won it. I was the lowest seed in Lel, uh, beat a guy who was undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've seen the video again. Uh, there's a point where I'm aging up to castle and just being like, just hold on, just hold on, just hold on. Just don't lose anything. Just don't lose anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Abbasid versus English matchup is not insurmountable. Uh, Can I cut in here? Actually, I, as an English guy for the longest time, always struggled against Abbasids holding off my push. That was really? really that was I think of uh, a couple of games I had as English into Abbasid on Altai of all places. And that oh. one on Altai back when it was in the rank pool match like a year ago. They held every time I like they would mass up enough uh, horsemen and archers and just it was just it was because it was so I had to hit him head on and they would get that TC up fast enough. Their eco, they would always hold just long enough. That I had a hard time sustaining the push. So that was a matchup I kind of I learned to dread as an English player because they are just trying to hold. They know what's coming, and it was always super duper tough. Yeah, right? it, it's funny because Abbasid is one of those civs that does kind of fear the English because the play for English is like hard feudal aggression. Shut this down now. Exactly. Um, but it does turn into a game of can you defend? Can you move your bills around? Can you build enough units to prevent like anything from overwhelming you? Dude, I, I struggle. That's so funny how you say that, Sarkton. I struggle so much with English with the Abbasids. That's funny. Maybe it's a because mutual like, thing. Or maybe, yeah, maybe I'm just like, a really bad English player. I don't know. It's been a while. So no, nah, no, nah, man. I think I think really do like do. Like I always somehow with the English, I, mean, I play as the Abbasid with the English, man. They always got a scout around my base. They always get like three or four longbows on my second TC. And like, that's like the worst way to start. Cause usually I try to build my second TC on the deer line and like they scouted out some way. And then as a lot of members, I'm building my second TC in the deer line. I hear the, against the English, you've got to, you got to keep that second TC like in range of the first. Yeah. Line. You really do. Like, you're done. Yeah, yeah. You're done. Like they catch you slipping out there. Mm-hmm. All you hear is that what's the horrid, the villager sound. It's like, like when you hear that, it's going to, 
You hear the you hear the echoes of that in the background. You're just like, oh no, then you gotta stop your TC and build it closer. You already lost two. Do you ever? Yeah, no. I oh, maybe so that's rough. why it worked in all time because well, they kept putting it behind. I think they had their second TC behind yeah, the first that's somehow, very possible, and yeah. I could never get to it because it was just back there. And on all tie, it's just so closed. I had to come in head on. I just could never break through. I think that's why it was so tough. Mm-hmm. They kept that second TC like right on the first, and there's nothing you can okay, do yeah. much against that then. Because a lot of times, adversary they want to go out. A lot of times, they when you make your second TC quick, kind of want to secure something like secure a hunt or something. So like you know me, that's what I go for. So a lot of times, you don't we don't want to like build our second TC right on our first. You have to against English. Yeah, well against English, you really do have right. to. But then it sucks because like you're not really securing food. So if you didn't get a lot of deer, then like you really are like struggling for food because you have all you have all this economy coming, but like. Unless, unless the English player is playing in a certain way, because uh, the game I was talking about was in the semifinals. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a guy who was undefeated, but one of the games I won in the Swiss round was against an English who went three TCs. Mm-hmm. And as Abbott, you're just like, oh, that's very, that's very cute. I'm going to go four <laughs> TCs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big counterplay, too. Resources, like, yeah. oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's always cute when you see another civilization try to outboom the adversary economy. You're like, oh, look at you with three TCs. I'll make a fourth one really quick, okay? Because like they're, they're spending so much food trying to keep up with you. They're like they're like freaking going hungry and they're trying to keep up with you. You're just booming along, man. I'm in Central, and you're like, yeah, hey, you're just killing. Yeah, hey, you're just killing. I can sustain this whole thing. I yeah, I, I, I hate to admit, I have done that in my uh, but over a year ago. This is over a year ago, but I have tried doing that now. Uh, I'm trying to out because I, I couldn't. I, I had a couple games on Altai. I, I think I had a couple games that just went really sour when I couldn't push fast enough. And I was like, "Do I need to out boom them?" And I tried it. And it was a disaster, unmitigated oh, disaster. Yeah. And I was like, "No, no, yeah, keep all in, all in, and hope they don't know what that's coming." Yeah, see, all ins I think is a better strategy against a, like a bad one hundred percent, one hundred. Yeah, I think all because I do. That's where I struggle. Like once you once you start losing a certain amount of villagers, like say you make a second TC, but you've lost so many veils that like you have to not play catch up with your second TC rather than right, like they still sell. have the production. That yeah. You stop. yeah. And their base is untouched. Yeah. And then you see, you see that infamous castle age and you're like, God, that was happening. Good game. Yeah, yeah. Well, played. <laughs> exactly. Good game. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, hey, the best one though, the best emote is a uh, dash 29. That's what, the best one. What was that it's one? It's like, nice, nice town. I'll take it. <laughs> That's the, hey, that right there is... I'm in, your t- I'm in your base. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, dude. Like, dude, listen. You hear that right there? I mean, she wanted the monitor in the street, out the window. No, dude, the best like, forever you know will be 109. Nice sheep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. That's on brand, baby. On brand. Always uh, do that one. Well, so that was, um, what's your... I, I think that, uh, that's it. Oh. Mobile, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Nibbles, then, what is your extra sheep? All right, cool, cool, cool. So me, I, I might have said this before. You know, who knows, man? I have bad memory. But uh, so like me, I, we were doing. I've been doing some recruiting for the game in person. Yes, live. I mean, believe, believe, believe in daughter, 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 salesman. Hey, exactly. Have you, have you ever implied? Uh, do you have what your specs in your PC? Do you have one in there? Can I go check? Anyway, uh, witness. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm a door to door. I'm out. I'm out there in the field. Okay. I got a sort of a you know watchtower. I got a build order guy. Like one of those political handle. guys trying to hand exactly. out pamphlets. Why you should vote exactly. for like Republicans or Democrats? Like, exactly. Here, did, you, did you know that Age Empire <laughs> supports this and that? 
<laughs> don't listen to the dirty AOE two players. They don't listen to that. Okay, they're, they want to vote slander. for sad puppies. They want. They want. They want to vote for something. Exactly. <laughs> they don't like. They don't like variances. We support that over here. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was an unnecessary shot. You know All what? their sieves are very insipid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, so, like, uh, we, I, when I was calling myself being fit, I went to the gym, and uh, this guy at the gym, he was, uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of people out there who are experienced with Age of Empires. Like, a lot more people than we think. Like, I'm, I, a lot of people That's are very you, it's a yeah. It's way more popular than we think. I don't know if you younger guys realize, but AOE was... Insanely popular around like the turn of the millennium. See, dude, that, that's something like that really like threw me off because like just even last night, like talking my my uh, like one of my buddy's cousins and like he was like, oh AOE too, oh man, you're AOE like like people or not people play a Asian Empire. So back back on topics, like Wait, so yeah, so people play this game. What? <laughs> exactly. It's a player base. But uh, so like yeah, he just got his PC and like me and my brother were running games with him. And he called him, so, you know, I told him, like, you know, try to find a build order. And he looked at, um, like, he was trying to learn, I think he tried playing the Bassets, and he was trying to get his 2TC build order together. Mm-hmm. And, like, this dude, he's a smart guy. He studied this build order to a T. Like, no matter what, like, he just did everything the exact same every time. So when he got, like, we were, uh, he was streaming on Discord, and we were kind of like, we were kind of like, I want to say, like, you know, coaching. It wasn't really a coach session. It's kind of giving him suggestions. And it's literally like it's so on brand of what we were just talking about. He was playing Abbott. He was getting, I think it's English or maybe French, but he was getting, he was trying to do two TC build orders and he was getting one TC push the whole time. But no matter what, what happened, he was still trying to fulfill his build order. So like he's he's losing yeah. builds. And he's he's trying mm-hmm. to backfill positions. He's trying to still go like and we're kind of like, hey man, when they when they have like. 30 units on your head, maybe just forget about the second TC. Like, we're like, we're kind of like, hey, man, you might have to make some production buildings. And he's like, no, 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 this is this is part of the build order. This is the build order. No, like, I have to have seven on food, four on gold, blah, 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 blah. And basically, what I'm starting to realize is that what I, this is what I told him. I said, maybe don't over analyze, I can't say the word, don't over, don't completely dive deep. Yeah, over, don't overanalyze these build orders. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, f- I feel like they're like a good, they're like kind of an underdog. Like they're very important, of course. Like that quote and from like the Pirates Code and Pirates Caribbean. They're more like guidelines, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's something like kind of just straight in the right path. But like you have to also know, like, I mean, of course, I said the last time, the power of scouting. And then like, you know, I think this game, builders, you know, they get you like that. It gets you on track that first seven, eight minutes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 an underdog and like four you know minutes, on the swing. four to five minutes. Yeah, then, exactly. Like, like really, kind build of order, Your build order is only as good until you run into your enemy. Exactly. And so Mike like, Tyson, you're only as good. Everyone's got a plan until they get exactly, punched in the face. Yeah. No, that's literally, that's literally until they get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everybody's got no, a build order until they get punched in the woodline. Exactly. So like, and that's why I'm trying to explain to him because. Maybe like a misfire just don't really, really just kind of communicate to like newer, like maybe players that are coming in just new. But like, you know, like Beast of Cutie, he's like, you know, overlord of AOE. Everybody, you know, you see what he does on the ladder. You see what he does on stream and you see on the ladder. Literally uh, 45 minutes later, everybody's doing the same thing he's doing. But like, like he also released build orders that are like 45 minutes long where he'll like tell you like, okay, once he hit Feudal H, he does this, he does that, he does this. 
And I think sometimes that can be kind of like, um, kind of like hurt you sometimes because you, you want to follow to a T what he's doing, but I realize that every game is different. So that right. might've worked out for him like, that game. He's is good because he can read his opponent. Exactly. If, and that's you why you read your opponent as good as beastie. Then you, yeah, then yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be, yeah. you won't, you won't be watching build orders pretty much. <laughs> like, like pretty much. So like, so like really, you really, I think that I put it even in the uh, Google docs, like decision-making slash transitioning over build orders. Like, for example, what I've been doing lately, like, literally while I eat, like, like before I play the game, I might, like, get a little meal in me, get some carbs in me, and I'll watch. I'll literally go in-game. I'll type in whoever one of these cowardly pros don't have their games hidden, whatever one has their games open, and I'll watch it, and I'll just follow them. I'll, like, click in the settings, like, literally, and I wouldn't even go into cash mode. I'll just follow, like, I'll see what they do the first five. I've been doing with Vortex recently. Like, I've been watching his games and see like how he transitions out his villagers and how like he transitioned against this opponent who was going heavier on him. And like, it just like, I've completely kind of foregoed on build orders, which may not be the smartest thing to do, but I realized that when I was, I was playing actually a lot more with build orders. And when things went left for me, like I said, when I got punched in the mouth, I was, I was a, hey, sometimes you get punched and you kind of get your footing quick. I was bouncing. I was on the ropes. I was bouncing off the ropes. I was seeing double off rip. Like I was just so thrown <laughs> off when things in like this, like a, a simple tower rush was destroy anything you had in mind. Mm. So really like you kind of got like, you know, scout your opponent and really try to get into like, you know, the more macro decision-making process of the game. And if things aren't really going left, you know, that's why it's actually smart to actually know your civilization too, to know like, okay, he, I can't go, all nights, I can't go like you know heavy archers. So let me transition this way and do this way. And decision making, really, I think decision making is actually better than like you know than oh, studying absolutely. like a full build yeah. order. Because I know players, but, I know players who like strictly go off build orders. Yeah, you got to know. I, I will like, jump in and say build orders do have their place. Yeah, um, most definitely. Is, like, if you want to compare AOE to chess, like it is mm-hmm. an opening. You uh-huh. study openings in yep. chess. Build yeah. orders are openings. And then once you have first contact with your opponent, that's when you need to start adjusting. Yep. Because yeah. people who play build orders, like just regimented build orders, buddy, it's a strategy game. You're going to have to adjust. This is yep. about yep. strategy. <laughs> I really like what I really like being said here. Adaptable. I really like the idea of uh, knowing your sieve. I'm going to say, thus proclaimeth Sir Neville's know thy sieve. Um, Know thy sieve. Know thy sieve. And I I said this earlier, I think, in the podcast as well today, that you got to know where you're getting your edge from, right? Where is your economic edge coming from? When you understand that, when you understand what it is you're trying to do, right? Like, what are you trying to accomplish with your sieve? And don't just say win the game. How? What is your win condition, right? What are you going to leverage to get you with that edge to beat out your opponent and that point is what is your opponent's win condition like, yes like, how do yes you, how do you know thy enemy know thy enemy yeah. know thy know enemy rule number two know thy, self, <laughs> know thy enemy <laughs> most definitely that's great that's good there. i mean that's that, good. That, I'm that's, saying, yeah i don't know what else is all right, podcast over. Podcast over. We can we can call it now. I guess uh, that's the last last episode ever uh just know thy enemy yeah, and know thyself been real guys great having you great having you guys Um, get out of here
right before, right before the biggest expansion. Be a- Get right out of here, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> real. I'm gonna be a Mario Kart. Mario Kart. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad at Mario Kart, but uh, that game gets oh, crazy. Dude. You Anyways. let me know when you're trying to run it up, dude. I'm on here. I probably would stream more Nintendo <laughs> games if there was an easy way for me to do so. But there really is. How can you think oh, Nintendo's not joking. Nintendo's not joking. They don't make it easy. All, they don't make it very simple. No, not yeah. very, not very good, content creator good transition. Good transition from build orders. Build orders to Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can't know nah, your save, really. if you can't know your yeah. enemy, then just go play Mario Kart, darn it. Exactly. Yeah. Loose Dell. Is that blue shell? <laughs> no, never get uh, Hey, listen, whatever you got to do to win. Yeah. Whatever you got to do there. Oh, yeah. Cash is all, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you right now. But yeah, basically, yeah. But basically, just to wrap it up, in uh, in theory, yeah, just really just try to like, really kind of like, you know, don't rely to. Remember, these pro players are pro players. I mean, like, these dudes can do a lot. These dudes, and a lot of them play full time. So, like you said, I brought it up because like, the guy I was watching who's new. He was like he like he would not move on to next until he got what he saw in the build order established first. And I was like, dude, you might have to make it a halftime adjustment or audible at the line of scrimmage, man. I don't know, brother. It's might not work out too well. A game of audibles. But exactly. It is. This is a game of audibles, man. You yep. scout, you see something, you're like, oh, change Ooh, of play. My plan isn't going to work out. This might not work. Yeah. This formation they're getting into, I don't know. This is the best way to do it. Sometimes, man, listen, man, you got to be a game manager. Play, you're playing the head coach. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But that's the beauty of the game, man. Just learning. Trial and error. Well, uh, we've gone on for almost three hours. Well, we covered a lot of stuff today, guys. We had some really yeah, we good chats. Uh, we, we covered yeah. a lot. Um, more to come. More I might, to come, I might say this has been one of our best episodes, I might even say. I think we, we covered some really Ooh. good points for anyone who's trying we to learn the game. We already had our five-minute... <laughs> Oh, you're right. You're right. You're oh, right. Yeah. You're right. We've already we've already congratulated ourselves on our five minutes time. All right, we're just gonna end the episode. We're awesome. We're awesome. We're good. No you know deal. it. You're awesome too. Uh, thanks for listening to us. This is the extra sheep, of course. The unofficial. A we gotta get official one of these days. We are the currently unofficial yeah, Age of Empires Four podcast. Uh, feel free to spread the word about our good works. Uh, heaven knows we do enough of that on our own. And we'll catch yeah, you guys next time. I'm sure that when moment I post this, uh, another big sibs. A thing that are going to be announced, and so this is going to feel too. like way probably too, probably too, too. Yeah, 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 yeah for, for real, for real. Uh, we'll hey, cover all, more content for later. We will be covering all that later, next in two weeks. So stay tuned for that, and have a fantastic rest of your beautiful autumn day. Unless you're in Australia, in which case it's spring, I think. So just have a good day. Oh, just wow. have a good day. Yeah, just have a beautiful life. See ya. <laughs>